another episode of Super Coach Insider. My name is Ben. And I am Chris. And we are stoked to have you. Stoked. Stoked. Fair enough. Why are we stoked? I don't know, because I've had some red wine, mate. That's why. <laughs> but um, look, I actually thank you. thought, you know, you being classy for a change, it's quite quite a nice change. Mate, it's getting it's getting cold all the way up here in Brisbane. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts tonight, though, and I'm immediately regretting it. <laughs> Jeez. I'm regretting my trades last week, Chris. Oh, oh. <laughs> you would be, wouldn't you? Was oh, it tough week? No, mate. Tell us how you went. Come on. I versed, Chris, I versed Chris in draft, and Chris had uh, the VC on McRae. Yeah, of course I did. And he had Lloyd. My round six special, McRae. He had like 500 between two players. Like, who could compete with that? Except yeah. for me, who I lost by about 30 points in the end. It's true, it's true. Who um FN who went Louis who McCray. went in um draft the pick before McRae? It was like Gibbs or something, wasn't it? Gibbs. Gibbs went before McRae. Yeah, and Franklin. And went I was before. like I was like, sure, I'll take McRae. That was the easiest decision I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> Franklin went, I think, before Robbie Gray, and then um Gibbs went just before McRae. Yeah. Yep. And I was Go like, figure. And Gibbs oh, yeah. Gibbs is cheap now, dude. He's like four hundred and sixty or four hundred and thirty K. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember because which he's one a it spud. is. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. I think you'll do better when Sloan comes back in. But look, um, thank you very much. Um, we are Facebook, uh, Super Coach Insider. <laughs> we are Facebook. He's back. Oh, yeah. We are ESL. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, we are on Facebook, so facebook.com forward slash Super Coach Insider. And uh, Twitter, we are SC underscore Insider underscore. So th- please keep up the love there. Um, yeah, so this week, Chris, I ended up making a couple of trades. Uh, we, we spoke of this just before the game in depth where uh, I wanted to do one down, one up. I was tossing up between Murray and Dodie, uh, and I was tossing up between Simpson and Lloyd. And mm-hmm. we did speak about with the Sydney draw coming up. and We even had a phone conversation Friday night before Friday lockout. Friday night before lockout. <laughs> and uh, guess what I did? I went Dodie to Simpson no. instead of Murphy uh, Murray to uh, Lloyd, which cost me 100 points and a player on field this week. Yep. So, <laughs> and and to make that happen, I was like, oh, I can't trust, I can't trust Lockie Keith. So you know what I'll do? I'll bring in Cumming, who had a great first round. I'll go early on one, Chris, and I never go early. <laughs> yeah, well, will. Like, that's not what she right, said. It's like the year seven prom. I will be there till the end. Like I will, I never go early. Just waiting up late just oh, in case mate. something happens. And that was before. Maybe I'll get a hold of ha- hold hand, of a hand. Handing them a handheld note, like a handwritten <laughs> note, because it was before the old uh, Facebook uh, Facebook days. Love always. Oh, and didn't that backfire? Cumming got like a sixteen or something horrible. Was he? On your field? Oh no! Oh thank God! Oh thank God! Yeah, no, no, just no. But and now he's off my field again because he's not playing. So good on Fair me. How did you go with the old Chris? Acted like Jesus. Uh, brought in McRae. Well, and Stones, you can put that one up, mate. Chris acting like Jesus. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, look, it, it was good and bad. Um, so I went um, uh, with my trades. I went Holman to McRae, which 
seemed like freaking awesome on Friday night. I was just raising the roof, just going crazy. Yeah, this is the best trade I've ever done. Yeah, Chris was loving life. Yeah, I also unfortunately went to coming as well. So I, the only downgrade option I could go was a defender. And the only one, I didn't want to go Keefe um, for obvious reasons. I mean, he's, he's now he's dropped, dropped as well. Yeah, so, either way, it was a bad decision. So either way, um, we were screwed both ways. Um uh, but yeah, so key, uh, sorry, uh, coming scored a 16 and I went, uh, oh, who did I go down from? Uh, Higgins. Uh, no, no I went you're Norton. going to. That's so right. I went down Norton to, uh, Norton to coming as well. Yeah. So and I could have, held, I could have, I could have held on that trade, but what I wanted to do was, uh, bank that cash and then again, go one down, one up this week. Yep. And, um, the only other option is if I, uh, the other thing I was looking at doing and I was going to do it all week and I was going to pull the trigger was a double upgrade. And my double upgrade option was um, uh, Murray or Dodie, whichever one. Um, I was probably going to go Murray in the end, um, just for a few pure on-field scoring power, um, to Lloyd. And then I was going to go to Oliver or Crouch. So then Crouch got dropped on the Thursday night. And then I was like, oh, it's looking likely I'm going to go Oliver. So I dodged that bullet, but I missed the Lloyd train. Well, come on now. You say Lloyd. I know you're tossing up between Webster as well. Don't act like it was a one-way street where you were oh, definitely no, getting Lloyd. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I wanted... I, here's the thing. I wanted Webster, but to get Oliver, I couldn't afford it. Right. So oh. if I wanted Oliver... So I you could have had them both. I, only, I had to go Lloyd. He was the only one of the... Because I could have gone... I wanted either Webster or, or Howe. Howe did a 121 this week as well, which is good. And Webster did a 107. So, I mean, great. They, they're still going good, good scores. The worst part about all of that is that Higgins gets drops on the Sunday, Holman goes ham on Saturday mo- on Saturday afternoon, um, and if I had known that he was going to get a laid out Higgins, I would have just gone Higgins two instead because they were about the same price, and now I'm left holding the bag. Well, they were the same price, Chris, but not for long. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that that really backfired a little bit. Um, but you know, I can't really complain. I brought in a guy who scored 177, was my vice captain on debut. And got me a really good league uh, league score of uh, two two eight two. So, um, oh, yeah, Chris, I wasn't too upset. I feel like I'm gonna have to go to the doctors, mate. <laughs> Why is that? Because coming out burns, mate. I'll tell you what. Coming out it does, burns. It does burn. It does. It I feel like I need to go get checked up. Stings the nostrils. The nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta go get checked, mate. He burnt me big time, but. Um, yeah, yeah, so well, I scored uh, 21-23, so I actually had a really average week. Yep. Uh, Spud Billings still keeping it strong. Um, it's not an absolutely um, terrible, like, No, not terrible, but for, bad for me, week, but yeah. I, I ended up... Considering you were going up, 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 I up, dropped 2,700 places, Chris, because oh, all of those on the Lloyd and the McRae train really hurt me. Yep, um, yep so... It's, it's an interesting one. But then that being said, it wasn't like uh, Devin Smith didn't do, obviously, the best this week. Uh, Billings did badly. Yeah, so it was, a, it was an interesting week. The performers, yeah. Yeah, so not the worst score in the world. I'm sitting at uh, 8,874, but this is the time, I think, that I'm going to make my move, Chris. Making your move? Well, I am. I think uh, my team's looking pretty good. You're, the, you're almost fully upgraded, aren't you? Uh, I've got one in defense. I've got one in the forward line. Plus, I'm going to, let's face it, have Billings on the, on ah, the pine. So you're probably with So I'm going to go else, two. Yeah, yeah so, and uh, one more mid, I think. So, okay. yeah. So you're, you're in probably the same boat as most people where you've probably got four upgrade spots left. Yep. Yep, that's that's exactly where I am as well. So I've got um, after this week, I'm bringing in... Um, so this week, I'm bringing in Webster, um, hopefully. So that will leave me with four upgrade spots and perhaps you with three. 
Possibly. Well, you might I, be one yeah. premium ahead of me. I'm, I like I like a discount, Chris. I don't like chasing the points. Okay. So yeah. So I mean, at this point in time, I think McRae is too expensive for me. Um, I, I'd rather try and bank on somebody else. Trying I don't to think you him. can bring him in now anyway with the with the uh, buy coming up. The buy coming weeks. up and then North straight after that. I think so. If it's you're gonna yeah, round fourteen. Round 15? 15, I think. So maybe round, the round yeah. after the... Yeah. It's, anyway. It's, a t- it's tough now considering his price. But I I, um, I I did go up slightly. So I went up 560 places and I'm sitting at 2621. Um, so my second highest rank of the season, um, I have got as low as just outside 2000. Uh, 2000 so um, a, a little bit of a climb, but it, it's now starting to get harder and harder and harder to edge back those um, top positions. Yep. Um, hoping still to make top thousand. That's really my goal for the year. Um, I won't be massively upset if I don't get. I think I've had a fairly good run to now, and um, I got pretty much the same amount of trades as everyone else in my position. So yeah, yeah, pretty happy. Well, I think as we said at the start, it's some you know you can plan as much as you like, but you know if we had taken our own advice, even on the Lloyd thing, how you know I knew he was going to have a big mouth, which could have hopefully propelled me forward, and then yeah, hope sometimes you've got to listen to our advice. Yeah, sometimes eh? we do yeah. have to listen to our <laughs> advice. But um, anyway, so I do apologise again for the uh, the later podcast than usual. Um, hectic time of year with university yep, uh, and that sort of thing. Plus, Chris was looking at being away for a couple of days, which yeah, I, makes I, things difficult. I fly in, fly out for work sometimes, so I had to go to Sydney and Melbourne this week. Yes, but uh, we have got some good news, which we will uh, get going in the next couple of weeks anyway. But uh, look, you asked, we listened. We have actually uh, sourced a couple of people to come and help. Yep. Massive footy fanatics. Turn them into redheads. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and I believe they would then out, outnumber the uh, the Collingwood uh, support ratio. Oh, no, they're not business fans, <laughs> are they? Uh, I think uh, Richmond, Brisbane, yeah, a little oh, bit of impartial. Yeah. Richmond's not too bad. I think I can deal with them. Well, either way, Matt, I'll hold the 50% uh, ratio. But uh, <laughs> look, well, we'll let you know how that goes. That is a work in progress. But we want to give you the most content and the best content that we can. And uh, that might mean that, you know, at this point in time, we're getting over a 1,000 listens a week. Yep. People are sending us lots of emails, lots of messages, and it can be hard at times to keep up, which uh, it's a learning curve for us. We're blown away by the, the feedback. Yeah, it's awesome. Keep it coming. We're yep. not saying... Oh, we're overwhelmed. I mean, can oh, you ever and, just be whelmed? And a side note, just and, <laughs> Come a, on. and a side Didn't note. Think I heard about you reference? No. <laughs> I was too busy getting into my next line. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> and just quickly, uh, this girl at university, her dad is Richard Champion of hey, all people. Hey, oh, you were a bit starstruck today, were you? I was very starstruck. Literally, I, I swear to God, it was. Um, my I went more pale in the face than when I saw uh, Coniglio down at the beach. I tell you what. <laughs> Did you stop talking to it? Did you just freeze up? Well, now that's, how it, now that's how it's going to be. Like, I was like, oh my God, your dad's Richard Champion. I can no longer look you in the eyes. <laughs> You're I am not worthy. <laughs> I am not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Yeah, so look, we'll keep up to date with that. Um, but we will hopefully then get you more content, more banter. And um, that way you guys won't be left hanging because um, there's, there's one thing Chris doesn't like. He doesn't like it hanging. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's why it sits on your face. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get um, into the bench of, um, of the week. Yep. So I think um, I don't know about you, Chris, but I thought Stonesy. <laughs> look, it's it's a tough one. I don't want to just literally. I don't want to give him like an award every week. Um, let's this, face it. This one was this one good. was particularly good. Um, Chris was having a bit of a rant, I believe. Chris was it Jehovah's Witness involved? Yeah. So um, I, I was, you know what it was. So I wanted to watch. Um, yeah, I, I was on Facebook as you do, and uh, I, I liked the footy show on Facebook, the, the their page, and they had one, and I wanted to watch the you know the little clip or the forty five right. second video, right? 
And of course, you can't just click on the video because you have to then go to their page, like click on it, takes you to the page, then it loads. And I'm like, why is it not loading? I'm hitting the screen, hitting the screen. Oh, it's got an ad to load. So I had to watch a 30 second ad just to watch that 45 second clip. And I just, I flamed. This is so, so annoying. And yeah, shout out to everyone else who's been through that. Who the hell, they, sh- they should rot in hell. People that put a 30 second ad at the front of a 45 second video. There needs to be ratio people. I think I know why you're getting angry, Chris. <laughs> why I think it's so- because you're autistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, if anyone did see my rant, uh, which was probably hard to miss, if you don't like us, that's cool. But if you give us shit, we're going to give it right back. We don't care. Yeah, and we, I, have, we don't give a we fuck. Don't, I don't care. I was joking about trainees and all sorts of stuff. I was like, yeah, cool. Like, whatever. And he's like, ha ha. I'm like, mate, I don't, I don't care. You're the one getting all upbeat about it. So we're, we're more likely just to pay ourselves out. We yeah. don't really care. Oh, yeah. We're happy to pay ourselves out. <laughs> but uh, we don't take it too seriously. And nah, uh, apparently we uh, we're autistic. Although, yeah, it wasn't the finest moment. Chris thought it was, the post was good, which I did not. <laughs> I liked it. Anyway, so outside of that, so I, I posted up on Facebook on uh, oh, earlier in the week. And I said, watching a 30-second ad just to watch a 45-second video is about as frustrating as opening the front door to a Jehovah's Witness, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was awesome. And then uh, Stonesy did a little, um, little, a little picture, a little meme, and and photoshopped some Jehovah's Witness with Jack Billings' head on it. Yeah, what's worse than Jehovah's Witness opening up to Jack Billings' face as Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> Which I thought was very clever. So very well done, because everyone hates Jack Billings at the moment. But I'll tell you what, look I at better, that face. I better, How could you hate that? Face, I better though? not see Jack Billings out in public. I tell you what. <laughs> What if anyone like this is how much we're gonna he's call him? It's gonna he's gonna be called uh, costing soon because this keeps costing everyone. Oh, he's down, he's less than Fritz. <laughs> he's actually friend in the Fritz is averaging more and costing more than wow, Billings. Great role change. So yeah, that, I know right. That. But um, there you, go, you can sideways trade. So well done, Stonesy. <laughs> well done that one. And, but um, let's get into the round review, shall yeah, we, buddy? Let's do. So let's get into the Friday night game: Collingwood and the Bulldogs. Chris. Uh, oh, that's that's it this week, buddy. You're, you're oh, skipping well, ahead. Well, well done, though. Well done. <laughs> maybe it's because we're too late, Chris. How are we meant to go back on these things? <laughs> right. Surely you can go back and around. I don't know. Anyway, so let's talk uh, about the game, go. Chris. Chris, yeah. you talk. So the first thing, first things first, I was actually at the uh, Broncos-Roosters game. Um, so I do apologize. I watched a little bit because I do have the AFL app on my phone, so I can just watch it from wherever I am. So I was literally sitting in a corporate box at Suncorp Stadium watching the uh, probably one of the best NRL games of the season, but I add. It was freaking awesome. Broncos got to try in the last uh, two minutes of the game to win the to quit, win the game. We're trying to promote the league, Chris. One thing I'll say, and I'll continue to shout this for as many people as will listen, NRL do uh, 1,200 times better pregame entertainment than the AFL do. I don't know if they just have more money to spend at the start of the games or if AFL is just keen on getting stuck in tradition. I think I'll tell you why. People go to the AFL. People don't go to the league. They watch it on TV. So <laughs> they need they need some kind of entertainment, Chris. If you're about to sit there for 80 minutes That's of crap, <laughs> you need something you have a to point. rev your engine. You have a point. Otherwise, why go to the game? It could also be that it's just at Suncorp Stadium. And obviously, there's more... Like, they have um, the highest attendances of all the NRL clubs in, in Australia. So... Um, because they've got that, they've got more money, which means maybe they can just spend more on pregame. But they have fireworks, well, it's also easy. throwers. It's also easy to get to Suncorp, mate. The Gabba's got some great pregame entertainment. It's called the hour bus ride to try and get to the Gabba. <laughs> yeah. Good luck so parking. You don't even go to the Gabba. <laughs> just go across to the Belgian bar. Yeah. It's a, it's a German gift, bar, yeah. It's a gift that keeps giving. You get to spend an hour going home as well. Yeah, So, I, but I did get to watch quite a bit of the game. I mean, it was a bit of a slop. 
let's be fair. I mean, I was way more interested in just watching to see if that number 11 was getting another tackle because he was just cleaning up. He kept getting the ball. It was so good. And it annoyed me because he kept messaging me. I knew you weren't even at the, like, watching the game. Like, you're at a different game. And then you're like, McRae's up to this. McRae's got 15 possessions. (laughs) McRae, McRae. I'm like, yes, Chris, I'm aware you got him. Oh, did I mention he's VC in draft this week? I had, I had double VC. Mate. I doubled down on McRae this week. Mate, you had your double gloat face on, I tell you what. <laughs> it was great. Yep. So um, I, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing him in action this week um, against the Pies. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see with the ends, and we'll go through that a little bit later, um, how I think Collingwood might try and manage McRae. He's just in too hot a form. He's just going too bloody good. Even in the wet, he was one of the only ones that could use the ball really, really efficiently. Speaking of too good, Wallace got a 91. He's averaging, like, what, 92 for the year and gets dropped. Yeah. Uh, that's I don't know why. There's got to be something else behind that. Bevo. The yeah. only other person. Classic Bevo. Classic, Classic Bevo. Bevo. But, um, look, I thought... Bont with a 120. Bont did well. I think uh, Greenwood is, again, uh, really oh. suited his play well, style. I think with, with Sloan out and yeah. Crouch out, like, Greenwood is... He, he looks like a jet. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Kind of reminds me of uh, Matty Crouch a couple of years ago, to be honest. Yeah, but he's just he's just so strong in the contest. His core strength is just massive. And, I mean, a wet game suits him to a T. Um, but his contested ball is just awesome. It's really good to watch. I love I love players that just put their head over it and just go ham. So, yeah, well done. <laughs> 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 you do love guys that just put their I head over it. I didn't even do that. But, and know, they go for the ham. I'm glad that, you, I'm glad yeah, that right. you thought about it that way. That made me feel better. Um, oh wow! Laird again. Laird sort of oh. dropped a little bit of form. He has a little. I mean, um, if for his standards, let's 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 go there. Well, but. can I can I just say that uh, Zorka has a better three game average than Laird? <laughs> oh, cool. For, for the old draft references that keep. But, and neither of them get tagged, so it's it's really great, isn't it? It is. Uh, look, I thought Dodie actually had a really good game, and it really like shit me to tears to be honest, because he was getting marks and getting disposals. And he actually looked really good. And he, he got had a, a lot e- of his points from spoils, which was good. And he made his break even. Yeah, and which he, is great. and he got and he scored more than Simpson. Yep. Like, well, I've warned you about Simpson before. You took him on Friday night, so yeah. don't even, don't even me. I said you need to choose. I, I left the phone call like this. You need to choose between you were Simpson, Howe, and Lloyd. Hey, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so that's a choice. I can't tell you which one, so you just make a choice. And you just went with the worst one, and then I went, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> He will do well for the rest of the year. But look, sorry, um, well. well, have you noticed, which we'll get into, Weedering is actually back in and lined up at fullback and Jones is on the interchange this week. So. He should be dropped, Jones. That was a shocking game. Anyway, um, so yeah, look, it was a good game. Um, some good, uh, some scores. Uh, when I say good game, what am I talking about? It was a shit game. Uh, it was, a sh- it was, sh- no. Yeah, it was sloppy. What I did, I uh, look, um, I think the dogs played a lot better than what um, the scoreboard reflected. Oh, yeah, they just couldn't kick a yeah, goal. 100%. And Adelaide, Adelaide snapped their chances up, and that was pretty much the difference. I mean, Eddie Betts. Oh, those goals. Silky smooth, mm, and that's uh, that, that was, was pretty good. much, that was the difference, really. His four goals yep. uh, making the most of it. Bulldogs had a lot of shots on goal and just choked big time. Yeah. Uh, it was tough conditions, but, um, you know, I think They're it was a lot okay. better than I gave them credit for six weeks ago, the well, dogs. Yeah, and it yep. wasn't the best conditions either. I'm surprised the last wet game Seedsman actually butchered it up and yep. he had a good game uh, just kicking long really and uh, it wasn't really the best conditions for forwards as you can tell. So I mean you had like you know Dunkley. You were uh, having a bit Boyd. of a go at Murphy. Lucky Murphy. Yeah a little. Uh, yeah. Uh, well you were saying to um, what, JB from uh, Dr. Supercoach 
has that has that emergency going for you? Yeah. Because a lot of people had him on field this week. For a lot early. of people had him on field, but no, he started off really slow. Yeah. And he was on like Kicked absolute, a couple of late, late goals absolute bugger all points. <laughs> yeah. And I was just I think like. he got a free kick for a goal and then, yeah. Yeah, he was on bugger all points and then he was like, and I was like, so how's that working out for you? And then next minute he's like, oh, it's working out okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Well, at the time he would have been sweating bullets. We're but, actually um, a little bit concerned about him this week because he's on an extended bench. He but, is. Um, he's on the extended bench. Uh, and I think Miller as well being named with him. Miller generally has gotten the pip on him in the last few games. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's an interesting one when you look at how their forward line is matched up already. Um, although Miller's been playing a little bit of defence, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I need some luck because um, obviously Murray being out. Me and you both have coming and we both coming need Coming and Murphy Murray. To, so we need Murphy. I need Murphy to play. Score. Otherwise, yeah. I might even have to um, go one down, one up and upgrade Murray which will hurt me, well, not hurt me, but it means I won't be able to get Hurley in later unless yep. I upgrade Heater Shore as a luxury. But, you know, let's not do that. Let's not talk of crazy things, Chris. <laughs> Can't get rid of Heater. Anyway. No, it's true. You've blessed him. But, you know, he he didn't have a good week this week. No, I'm, I'm he had a horrible week. He's, uh, he was not hashtag blessed this week, mate. He wasn't. I think um, Pokers have been busy, Chris. Maybe I'll, I'll actually, you know what, I'm going to actually tweet him. Do you know why? Did game. you watch? I watched this entire game, the uh, Giants versus uh, North yes, Melbourne. Yes, segue. Um, and he was swung forward in, for the last quarter of the game. And he played probably a quarter and a half there and was playing more up on the wing than he was behind the ball. And it was really annoying. That sounds disgusting. And when I, here's the problem. He was, uh, you know how they uh, set up uh, at stoppages from throw-ins and uh, from bounce-downs. Uh, where they've got two circles. You've got your inner circle and your outer circle. Well, he sure was on the outside of the outer circle. <laughs> so he was not really in the contest, but he wasn't really where the ball was going or going to. So he was to. in no man's land. He was in the middle of no man's land. He was sort of the get out, but because of the wind, it was very hard to judge that. And the Giants were getting absolutely flogged um, at the contest. The, the uh, clearances were all going North Melbourne's way. Yeah. And therefore, he just had no chance of getting the pill. I think that will change this week. Chris uh, Patton's back in. Yep. So their forward line will now be fully structured, which means Finlayson, uh, when he comes back, obviously he's been omitted this week, but if he comes back, that should push him in defence. Yep. Although Finlayson out should actually help him sure this week, well, realistically speaking. I'm hoping so as well. I think um, I think that could be Here a we go, very Chris. interesting... Locking, I am locking Heater in for a 100 game. Oh, you know that will be his first 100 since round two, two I think. Yep. Yeah, He needs it. He does. He, he needs- we acted like we were like the best in the world for yeah, the first two rounds. Yeah. Oh, listen to us. We, are oh, we told you this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. so like my old, old band woman voice. Yeah. It's pretty good. Heater for a 100 <laughs> this week. Come on, um, Heater. Hashtag bless. Come on, yes, get in. Yes, but I'll tell you one that's really surprised me. A good little pickup in draft for me, Anderson. Uh, yeah, he, I know. I had a look. He's been doing really well lately. And not only that, he's been playing midfield. Oh, so he mid. Was, he, he was, was one. We're talking, he was getting um, clearances like it was nothing. Well, I did mention it at the start of the year. Uh, I think well, I was trying to work out what his name was, but we're talking about a couple of years ago, Wells and Anderson were about the same price. Yep. And in the end, Anderson didn't get up because he was injured and Wells did and Wells made a lot of money. Yep. But he was flagged as being a really good option two years ago. And he was still around the same price. He was like 270K or something like that. He's now 437,000. Yep. He's jumped 179,000. And he's a forward mid. Who's, he is. And he's, he's averaging playing, about 94, 95. And he's playing midfield. So he's averaging 86. However, he's averaging 103 for the last three and 94 for the last five. Mm. He is playing midfield. A lot of it. Yeah. 
is uh, I reckon is actually under definitely underpriced right now. Yep. Um, whether or not he's a top ten forward, I don't know about he that. Might Good. be on the outside. If he's of that still available equation. in draft, lock him up because oh, lock him up in draft. Yep. I've been really impressed the last few. I was watching and I was hesitant about picking him up, and then two weeks ago I put in Eastern. Uh, I was at uh, Mason Wood. And he absolutely did horrible. Yeah, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah, I was like, yeah. get out of my team. And then uh, Anderson, yeah, love and life. So I, I think he needs to get a haircut, though. I mean, that hair's doing nothing for him. Oh. <laughs> That's a shocking. Uh, get a haircut, mate. Literally, you need to and then it gets me like, up those locks. And it gets me a little flicker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, look, um, it was a game of two halves because in the first half, Jared Waite was on fire in the second half, or what I should say, probably third quarter. Uh, Big Benny Brown was on fire. Oh, I was loving it. Oh, yeah, you were. You, because he was on. He must yeah, have been like twenty he was on in the 20, first half or something. Yeah. Oh uh, no, thirty-two or th- he was on nothing really. Yeah. And I was I like, was oh my god, my, my team's doing horrible. Next minute, yeah, he scores hundred. So at, at this point, right, was like the highlight of my week because uh, I've just come off a of one seventy-seven vice captain with McRae. And halfway through this game, all your players are going terrible, and then it flipped. It was just like God himself well, saw me looking and laughing and went, ha-ha, I know what I'll well, do. Well, I still did pretty bad. I had uh, Callan Ward for a 64, and I also had um, Heater Shaw on not much as well. So, yep. yeah, I needed those big boys to come through. But look, and Goldstein as well had a really good, I think it was second half. Yeah, um, I mean, really, yeah, Rocky, uh, Lob's not But that's go- that's well. Goldie's best score in a while. Yeah, no, it is. It's a fantastic score for him. Well, 112. He could be a good downgrade option, Chris. No, <laughs> I would not recommend bringing him in. No, me either. And what about, oh, I don't know who's been more disappointing between him and Jacobs because Jacobs has really gone like down south big time. Oh yeah, we'll get to we'll get to him, but I think he, I think there's a couple of questions about him in the. He's Q&A. like three hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah. After that, I was like. How, however, I would love it, and we might put a grab in here of um of our Adelaide podcast where you. Well, I, I hated it. We both we both said that Jacobs is so overrated and don't know why everyone's going on about him. And people are saying, oh, he's so consistent. He's such a great option because you're looking at like there wasn't many rock options. It's like. I yeah. uh, I don't know why I just Maybe it's I just, just don't because like Grundy's gone so well and and he, and Jacobs has gone, gone so, so badly mad. but uh, I mean Ryder's doing okay except for the fact that he missed six rounds but yeah. uh, he oh, no I just don't I know I was very adamant and I might it might, be, it, might it might be personal but I don't know I just didn't like him as an option and when I no. when I don't like someone you just not you're not don't like him well we both said that I mean Jacobs averaged what ninety four coming off a premiership year with one of the best midfields that did not get injured. Right, he's coming this year. The whole midfield group is is spastic, and now he's averaging seventy seven. Legitimately, like so, like yeah, Sloane's probably not going to come back for at least a few weeks. Um, the other um, Crouch is out for the year. Like you know, Gibbs is bad form because he has to actually play inside mid. Interesting. <laughs> um, another one that's had another good game is uh, Haynes. He keeps going. He's on the yo-yo yeah, train, so, Haynes. Well, Haynes Up and down, up and down. He got uh, a couple weeks ago, he got like a 98, and then he backs it up with a lovely 51 and then goes 100. Go figure. The one thing I really is annoying me, I mean, it's not really GD versus fault. The, the reason why, um, I mean, they've had so many injuries to key players They've had 10 to 12 injuries to key players in their best 22. I know, and they keep trading out all their backups. Yeah, well, that's the problem. <laughs> well, they so have to because they're not giving them games. And next minute, oh, we can give you games, but oh, everyone else is exactly gone already. Right. What that means is that every week, everyone's playing a different role. So you have Haynes this week playing that sweeper role. Heath Shaw pushing up to the wing and into the forward line. Finlayson going back and forward and doing whatever he wants to do. There's re- and Yeah, no continuity there's no, at all. There's no consistency no or continuity. There's no... 
that's Kate Simpson's role, and that's what he's doing every single week, even though he's a spud. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, outside that, I mean, the, uh, observations of the game, It was re- I thought it was unfortunate for GWS. When I watched the game, um, the, the wind was really, really impactful for three quarters, which obviously means that one team would have an advantage from a two-to-one wind-affected quarter, and that was North Melbourne. So, North Melbourne had the advantage of the wind for two of the three quarters that the wind was a factor. Yeah. And the last quarter, they were, yeah, uh, GWS were down by four or five goals to start the quarter and had to come back when they didn't have the wind to help them. No. Um, there was also a couple of stupid, really uh, dumb decisions by, um, I think it was uh, Jeremy Cameron, gave away, gave away a free kick when they had a, a shot on goal 10 metres out. Um, so I think bumping someone and after a mark was taken and who does he think he is Sicily? Yeah, well, exactly right. Turn, anyway, the, the bad thing about that is they had to win that quarter, so they were kicking a lot of goals and getting a lot of momentum. That free kick turned it round. Then he uh, it must have been a talk talk back to the umpire, or whatever fifty meter penalty, and they ended up kicking a goal. So that stupid decision by Jeremy Cameron was a twelve point turnaround in a vital part of the game, and it literally could have cost them the game. So, yeah. Uh, let's move on to China. Oh, uh, yeah, let's not. Yeah. Well, can we just say just cancel some Well, they're not, they're, bo- they're both not playing this week, Chris, so should we just talk about them next week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, a couple things to note, though. Uh, Travis Boak is actually doing well again. Um, he's not too bad. Like, as a forward option, like, he's, he's definitely... Because he's a forward, he's viable. He's, he but... is. He's a niggler. He yeah. is an absolute niggler. So he's averaging 97.8, so he's doing quite well. Uh, boosted by a couple of big scores lately. Um, Ollie White started off horrible. 10. He could be. Yeah. He definitely could be. And he has averaged over 100 previously, There's so it's not... A few benefits going for Travis Spoke right now. First and foremost, he's now a, a trading target after the buy that can take you right through the buys. So that's a positive. He has a role that is... Whilst he can play sometimes more midfield than forward, he can play both fairly well. So it doesn't really matter too much where he yeah, is as he, to how he, much he, he can actually score. he gets a lot of eighties to hundreds. Exactly right. Yeah. And occasionally consistent. he'll go over. He'll get you like, like a this is his biggest score of the year. Yeah. But um, you know, it's and that's not a normal thing. But he'll hover around the yeah. same. Most yeah, of he year. won't have the the highs of a Franklin, but high yeah. highs and the low high lows. highs. Yeah, yeah, but he won't have the low lows of a Franklin either. So yeah, uh, and Rockliffe backs it up with another good score as well. Uh, I think he's. He's actually, when you spoke about this, Chris, he kind of pushed Robbie Gray out a little bit this yeah, week. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have noticed. I have definitely have. I noticed it last week, um, and it was the one um, the, the one saving grace of Robbie Gray last week was that he kicked five goals in the third quarter to go ridiculous score. Now, even when Robbie's playing forward, he can still do that for you. He can still get a 140 when he's playing forward because he's that good. But it does mean, unfortunately, his down games are going to be your 60s and 70s. So if he's not having scoreboard impact... He's not going to get you your really big Robbie Grayish scores. Yeah, especially um, when you versus Gold Coast and they, you know, do well. I guess it wasn't the, the yeah. it was a wet game, so it kind of didn't well, help. But that we much, highlighted but. this earlier in the season. When it does happen, mm. it will be Robbie Gray forward and and Rockcliffe is playing midfield. Yep, and I was looking at bringing in Robbie Gray next week, except for this low score. So now I can't. I got to wait. You got to wait a couple. Yeah, weeks I got to wait. Because otherwise, weeks. you're you're missing out on some cash there. Yeah, so. but I am definitely keen as a, as we've spoken about a Rockcliffe. Um, I'm keen for him to be. He'll probably be my M8 to start, and then yep. I will essentially hopefully push him to M9. See, I'm I'm on the fence of this, and I'll, I'll explain why, but what I'm thinking about with Rockcliffe is whilst I love his role change, he's still only averaged over the, the two games he's played that, he's got a 98 and 102, so he's averaging 100, right? Yeah. Well, that's Tim Kelly. Give him a couple games. 
Tim nah, Kelly's averaging 100. Why would you spend a trade just to get someone He's not averaging 100 anymore. But oh, yes, he... <laughs> one game over 48. Yeah, but like, I think if you look at it, though, Rockliffe has the points on the board, right, as far as previous years. He's cheap. He has a big ceiling. If he goes a 170, then hallelujah. And he's cheap. Like, this is the cheapest you'll ever find him. Like, no joke. He yeah, is absolutely I'm dirt like, cheap. Um, literally. I'm and the only my words, but I'm, I'm not sold on it. Well, the I only person that could actually probably rival him soon is Hannabury. As far as price. Yeah, but he um, hasn't had a good 18 months. No, he hasn't. He's, yeah. And the, the, my, my thing with Rockcliffe is that, I, okay, if you're getting him as your M9, yeah, I can see that. If, you, if you're luxury trading him to an M9. Oh, he'll be my M8 until I can afford an M9. Well, right now, most people M8 is Tim Kelly. So yep. if, you're, if you're trading Tim Kelly this week to a Rockcliffe, then yeah. Oh, well, next week, yes. Next week, yeah. I can see it. I, I can see it. But just... If they're going to average the same, then you've just wasted a trade. You've got to you've got to be expecting Tim uh, Tom Rockliffe to give you a one ten average to make it worth it. Yep. Otherwise, what's the point? You may as well wait for um, Kelly's one fifteen score to come in and and loophole that on field. So that's just my current thoughts. I might change those, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking at the moment. Back in the rock man hashtag blessed. <laughs> uh, anyway, so an interesting one, uh, Dixon as well. He's very cheap as well. Um, Dixon's ridiculously cheap. He's had a really bad year. He's, he's had, had a, a, a horrible year. He's been playing out of position because uh, Ryder hasn't been there. So I'm now expecting him to average above Franklin. Right. <laughs> Is that another side bet on a side bet? No, that's... Uh, well, that, that's well, Chris, a, I can tell you now, he's 372,000 with a break even of 72. He's is, is cheap. And look, I think he could get back to a 90 average. I think he's due for a few big games. And he has a big ceiling. So yeah. I think I think that could happen. Uh, I think there's not much more to take out of this, except like Aaron Hall obviously got a 137, but too inconsistent, and he might just literally not decide to play next week. I don't think you can ever l- l- rely on... You know this, you're going to get that from Aaron Hall. You're going to get a 137, then you're going to get a 37. Like yeah. that's Aaron Hall in a nutshell. He's pretty much... His scores reflect Harley Bennell's body. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like or Ben trading him in and out of his team. <laughs> Ben's traded Harley Benell in and out of his he's draft close. team. He's close. About 15 times. Close. Every time there's a new article about how close he is to AFL He's back in my side. <laughs> side. I have to do then it. Then he drops him before kickoff and then goes, oh, I'll pick him up next week. Well, like he, I think he has to go from my side again this week, Chris, because of Wallace. Effing <laughs> Wallace, Chris. What you looking at, Wallace? What you looking at? <laughs> oh, anyway, next game. Let's move on. Now, um, uh, there's someone I do want to mention. Um, um, so there is a guy that is on oh, the... Oh, right, the, the rookie. Yeah, so one to watch uh, for... He had his first game. Uh, Jacob Heron, uh, is a f- he had a 54 and is a 102K defender. I will be watching him with uh, eager eyes this... Uh, well, oh, it's on next week, isn't it? It oh, is. It's it's not this one. Buy. But, oh, Chris, can I just say quickly, yeah. trust Heron to get the pill. Oh, good one. Medical reference. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was a bit of pillow. That was above the, above the line too. That's not that's <laughs> not like us. Making jokes that are G rated. <laughs> People call oh, have you seen Deadpool? Great movie. Anyway. Um <laughs> oh, how good is the um Etihad Stadium's now gonna be renamed Marvel Stadium? You are the first person I have heard with a positive uh, Really? Yeah. Why? Because I'm a massive fanboy or because <laughs> Mate, they, literally, they keep changing their name. They'll be more like, um, was it Kyle Jenner? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah. No, I like uh, Marvel Stadium. That's going to be sick. They're going to have a super um, uh, Marvel Superstore there. Dude, it's going to be awesome. I'm yeah, telling you. It's a good move for Disney. Here's the thing. Time. So last year, the NRL had, I don't know if you know, they had um, Marvel-themed jerseys. For yes. The, in, every NRL team had like, so the Broncos had an Iron Man jersey uh, with the, the whole... 
the yeah, battery the in the middle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, rugby league again. Yeah. And then obviously the Canberra Raiders had the, you know, their green, so they had a Hulk yeah. style. Yeah, jersey. and they sold a lot. Yeah, they did actually. They sold they sold amazing amounts. Yeah, I one think it's a good I, move for Disney. Like one, it's money. One well thing spent. that um, I, I actually think that definitely um, AFL clubs should do more often is change their jersey quite significantly from year to year, because you'll get people buying those new jerseys because people want to always have the newest thing, right? Yep. But because they're so similar, like I've got a like last year's. Um, I bought the Anzac Day jersey. It looks so similar to this year's Anzac Day jersey. The only difference is the colours were different. Like, CGU was on the front instead of the back, and then... I beg to differ, Chris. The other difference is you're winning. <laughs> well, that's also true. <coughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, being a Dockland Stadium, can you imagine, like, a Captain America-themed Bulldogs jersey? The red, the, you know... Oh, that'd the, be cool, actually. Because they've got the exact same colours. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you could get really creative with it. I reckon it's going to be sick. I would love the AFL to do Marvel-themed jerseys Carl- for a round. Carlton could almost be like Black Panther. <laughs> they could. They yeah. could. They could really do something and cool. And put like a bit that. of face paint on Kerner. <laughs> um, look, let's move into the next the game. That is, that is a good one to watch for our Gold Coast. So very, very well spotted. Uh, the next game, Paul, oh, I, can't, I cannot believe how Geelong showed up. And it's always the way. They think they're going to get an easy win. Yeah, and pants all week and then all oh. of a sudden, yep, someone comes well, up. I was waiting for I tipped Essendon last week. Hoping for this kind of fight back, and then obviously this week yeah. they, I expected Carl, uh, Geelong, sorry, to win by a lot. And I tipped Geelong because I thought, well, and at I least thought, I, at least I'm not losing much. And I thought Geelong, I thought Dangerfield was going to have an absolute tailing, oh, and yeah. he he was playing in the ruck for all things. Like, <laughs> so let's just put one of your stars in there, and because we all know rucks do more injuries than anybody. It's quite so clear that ruck. it's quite clear that uh, Brad Scott really, really, really hates his ruckman. He does. He, he, he must. And he changed rate, again he this week. Them. Yeah. Stanley's back he in. He just doesn't I, like him. I will tell you this now. He's not going to make another change. Stanley is in, and Zach Smith had his two games, and he performed horribly, and he's out for the rest of the year. Yep. Zach Smith will not get another game this year. I'd unless, be surprised as well. Unless uh, Radagalia or Stanley is injured. Yep. Uh, Zach Smith, he, I don't think he'll play another game. Well, uh, the other thing is, um, that, I mean, they have Mark Blitzarves sitting there in defence. Wouldn't you just throw him in the ruck instead of Dangerfield? Surely there's other matchups you can Smith pursue. Was there. Like, I don't. I, there's no. It's, it's dumb. It was real stupid, stupid, stupid coaching. Yep. I just couldn't. And they deserve to lose by more than fifty points. To I be mean, honest, so yeah, I've never seen Sean McKernan have. <laughs> he towed like, dude. Up. What the hell, McKernan? Yeah. Like, oh. So I mean, yeah. I, even Granted, jo- even Jones could have towed up McKernan. Like, well, come on, dude. Honestly, well, here, okay. Here's the thing. So I was when you're watching the game, he had he was one out a lot in the forward line, especially when in the first half. But the balls were getting kicked to him in, to his advantage. That hasn't been happening all season. So yes, he took advantage of those situations, but it's just like anything. He took advantage of the situations because the midfield and, and the half forwards were playing so well, getting into open space and delivering him with a, a chance to do something in a one-on-one. So, uh, look, kudos to Essendon. They, they actually played really, really well. They tackled really hard. Um, they had two debutants, one which really impressed and one, unfortunately, has been omitted yep. in Dylan Clark. Well, they definitely, and their pressure was right up there, unlike uh, Gary Ablett's pressure. Uh, I think he got one tackle late in the game, and that's it. He was, he was jogging around. He's, he was horrible, he's but at, at times, hey, he's just, I think his tanks. Just oh, not I, think, there. I think he just had a bad game. Like the week before that, he still scored okay, but he knew he had a bad game, and he he, he went up to the coach and said, "Look, just he goes, I know I did bad." And he goes, "But just you, you, know, you watch me next week." 
Like so, he he's going to come out this week knowing that he's he's. I think he's if he has a poor game, he's the kind of guy. And with all the speculation out at the moment on how bad he is, I reckon he's going to come out and he's going to absolutely have a big yeah. game this week. And not oh, only that, I think he's got the class and talent to still be out there. Definitely in his mind, I think he's going to be so annoyed that he's just going to come out there with a massive game, and he's either going to absolutely tail it up. And or tell it up and get injured because he's got yeah. to push himself that hard that it might not actually be the best thing for him. Yeah, that's true. Um, look, and another example of you can't leave Zach Merritt untagged. Yes, again. So, yeah, as and soon same as... Same as like Zorko last year and stuff. Geelong just don't like to tag sometimes. Well, yeah, and they make... Look, well, they back, that's, they that's back what themselves they do, in. and that's fine. But well, they got a lot of talent. You're back in your a, talent, but they, don't, they didn't play well enough. It's a proven system. You take a Merritt and a Zorko out and the opposition win. So why would you change it? Why do you think that you're smarter than what's already already happened yeah. or already proven to work? I know four points is four points. Yeah, just just do it. Just sacrifice. It. Geelong have enough like role players that they can just go here. You go or yeah, whoever it is, you go just sit on merit for the game. Yep, like, it would have been it, it would have been a good learning curve, I think, for uh, Kelly. <clears throat> to be honest, uh, he's quick enough. So uh, interesting. I actually was quite impressed with Stringer for once. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the team thing, was unselfish, kicked some good goals when it mattered, and palmed off a couple. So yep. uh, look, kudos to you, Stringer, mate. I'm sure. Um, yeah, you're getting some lovely passion pop celebrations after that. <laughs> well, that's all the kids can afford, Chris. That's true. The passion pop. Yeah, it's a. I, I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I was a. I was a Trevi man. Have you ever seen that Trevi? Like that little. Five dollar bottle of cheap champagne? No, no. Oh, okay. Well, I have to buy you one. I have expensive taste. <laughs> um, I was impressed with Ridley. Um, obviously, the only issue and concern is, you know, is his role dependent on when Hurley is returned? Um, so that'll be something to weigh up before you bring him in. But we've got another week to have a look, so it's not something we have to decide this week. I would definitely advise against bringing him in early if you're of that. Opinion. If you're looking for yep. someone, learn from our mistakes. Do not bring uh, in a coming. Just because it's it, it's his job security is so loose. So um, yeah, just not. Well, one we were big on was um, Clark. Yeah, and uh, he had a bad game playing a lot forward and just didn't have a good game. And this is a guy that he just was, he was getting he so many like disposals he was, when he was at the contest and getting involved. He looked like he was having an impact, but he just didn't get to enough contests. No, I'm not sure if it was where he was playing or. Or he just didn't have the opportunity. I think a bit of both. If they yeah. hadn't put him straight in the guts, I reckon he might have done a bit better. Yeah, probably. But um, yeah, he kind of yeah, he's just been telling up in the in the VFL in the midfield, and then all of a sudden, okay, now go play this different role. And yeah. he's like, you know, it's just uh, I, I feel sorry for the guy. But um, look, he's out obviously this week. Um, news yep. coming in, which is disappointing because I would have liked to have a good upgrade target, but um, better now than next week. You know, yeah, as in or in a couple of weeks' time. Definitely. Um, so look, yeah, that's interesting. But uh, yeah, good game. It was it was a good game to watch because I, I do like to see a resurgent Essendon, you know, actually coming back and being competitive. Even though you know we, we I rag on them all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, some good little side action here is our little side bet with. Um, Supercoach Elites and yep. Managola had a horrible game because when the team does bad, Managola seems to generally not do so well. Yep. Uh, he scored a 59, which, funnily enough, Chris, brings his average to 95.0. That's still winning. Which, yeah, 95. It doesn't matter if it's an inch by a mile or a mile. Winning is winning. Correct. 95.0 <laughs> is still 95 and above. So take that. 
Yeah, we'll see about next week, eh? Yeah, I know, right? Hey, but, hey um, man, Gola, please, please. Well, they're versing, they're versing Carlton. They're versing Carlton, so oh, fingers he's crossed. he's going to tail up. It's all good. Fingers crossed. And um, look, uh, Tui had a big game. And Tui's actually really cheap as well. So not someone I want to condone. Nah, because do not get him in. Do not, but he has, he'll have big draft games. Draft value? Draft, yeah, like draft value. But he does have some really good games. And then he'll follow it up. And he's had a couple of absolute stinkers this year. Like a couple he's of... He's usually good for a sort of a 80 to you know early 90s. Well, he scored um, a lot week, of those. So uh, he scored a lot of uh, 88s to sort of towards 100. Uh, he started off the year a lot better. But yeah. then he, he throws in a stink every now and then with like a 25, which he had a few weeks ago. Well, the score this week is probably his highest score in over two years. So I, I just wouldn't bank uh, a Tui to increase his average. No. He's probably just going to hover around that sort of 85 yeah. to 90. And now. Lloyd's definitely overtaken. Oh, 100%. Um, which is upsetting because I think I picked up Tui before I, I could have got Lloyd at the start of the year. Oh, unlucky. Yeah, that's yeah. ugly. Um, I've got anyway, that game game. that game was good for Fremantle, but um, I wish they did it a week earlier when yeah. I tipped them. Speaking of Lloyd. How funny is BT? Lloyd. Yeah, so good. Every time, no matter if he's just doing nothing, he just lets it roll. He just has an uncontested handball in the back line. And then him and Orazio. Orazio. Fantasia. I do love Loves it. It. Oh. Uh, it was uh, it was great to see Jakey Lloyd uh, get his. It's his, it's a uh, personal high for him. So personal best, uh, I think it was 40, 41 or forty two disposals, um, which is actually a personal best on his personal best last week, which was like thirty seven. So he's just gone best on best on for the last two weeks. Um, I did not predict him to get a 173. No. We did predict him to get... If a- I, predi- I, oh, I did say he'd average over 100 for the next month. Yeah. Which... That's true. That's, I, already, I that's already happened. Pretty sure, like, <laughs> he, over his last two games, it's 300. So he's averaging, what, 150 over two games. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a so shooting we, to get we, we did say that he had the potential to really tail up in these games in particular. Yeah. Uh, I, I said that he'll probably average 98 and uh, for the rest of the year from round seven. So I'd love to... At the end of the year, see um, yeah, exactly what that was. Yeah, I think for the uh, by the end of the year, if he's averaging ninety five plus, that would be really good. Yes, um, uh, he's actually now the fourth or fifth highest averaging defender now. Yeah, he's up there. I think he's now averaging more than no, uh, no Simpson. I lie. He's, he's sixth. He's in the top six. Yep, and just averaging more than Simpson, who was averaging a lot more a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, look, uh, Franklin got a 112 and Heaney got a 105, so I thought it was very good for them. I think they're about to come into a pretty good run, hopefully. Yeah, you're um, big on the Franklin at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm a little uh, bit... I'm still hesitant because foot injuries can flare up at any time. Here's the thing. I worked it out, which I'm probably going to have to change, but I could have gone and, and got Franklin on my side. So my, my two forward options were going to... Looking at Franklin and Parker... Uh, yep. Franklin and Gray, sorry. However, now I'm looking at it and I'm actually thinking about going for someone's a bit cheaper and for a little bit of point of difference and someone with a better buy. Because at the moment I was like, if I bring him in, I'm not going to be able to bring in Walters unless I upgrade Billings yep. to Walters, which is then just a trade when I probably shouldn't want to trade it. Uh, but to be honest, at this point in time, Chris, I'm actually looking at a couple of different options, including... Jordan Gunston. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, good. Uh, only 2% ownership. He's 400 and he's actually a pretty good price too, actually. And I don't think he's floated below 85 very often, if at all. I think he's just gone 85 to 105. So he's 468K, break even at 79, and he's just very consistent. And he had a real big back end of the year last year, averaged like 102 or something or 105 yep. for the back end well, of the year. Well, we recommended him as a, as a pod in our Hawthorne yeah, podcast. Yeah, only 2% so. of the team. So I'm thinking, yep. and, with, and with a better buy, 
you know, they have the first buy there. It so I'm like, a I'm nice thinking, little handy I'm thinking, F6. Yeah, yeah, so I'm I, thinking I, I about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it. It's decent. Well, that's for sure. too many people own Franklin. The only issue is right. A so lot last, of people. Well, own last Franklin. year he went like one. He went big against Brisbane and Carlton. Yeah, we're talking like I think it was like a one fifty and a one seventy eight. Which or I get, or but uh, okay. So against Carlton, I can. There's no way he's not going big. Is that this week or next no, week? No, next week. So, so then, Brisbane this week, week, then Carlton. So Harris Andrews is in career best form, and he will get the Franklin matchup. I, I, I don't think he's going to go as big this week as people think. I think he might turn up, but to think he's oh, going to yeah, go Har- 150, Well, I Harris think Andrews, he's got... He, Harris, here's a funny fact, actually, because they brought out... Uh, AFL.com brought out stats this week. Harris Andrews actually has the second most distance covered for the Lions as in, wow. in a game, like 14 awesome. and a half case or something in a game. And he also has the equal highest speed calculated. Wow. It was like 34.6 Ks an hour, whatever it is, equal with Charlie Cameron. That's insane. Right. I mean, I suppose big, long legs. But he's know. got good closing speed. Yeah. So he's going to be out here. He covers a distance. He's yep. got closing speed and he's got long limbs. So, I mean, look at what he did to Tom Lynch. Yeah. Tom Lynch, I, who's probably arguably one of the best marks in the comp. Uh, we're talking Tom Lynch from Gold Coast, obviously. Yep. Um, and he, you know, remember how he tailed him up? Yep. Yep. So, uh, so it's interesting. That, so I, I'm actually not. That's what. That's one of the reasons, plus the 136 break even. I think it is. Yeah. 136. I'm like, I, I can wait a week on Franklin. It's, I don't think it's a must this week on Franklin. It's not a must. I was just more looking at points on field, depending. Yeah. But One thing I will say is that you know, I, my, my forward line's shocking this week, and it's because obviously Gray's out, so there's one premium. Um, I only have four fielded premiums at the moment. Um, so that takes me under three, which means I have to play three rookies on field this week. Now, m- most of the reason for that is because... I don't like they're they're just they're not um, built up in the forward line in terms of oh they're not plump my rookies so the rookies that I've got still have probably two or three more games until I can train them out which means that uh, I can't really just trade someone in on over the top or um, I'd just be burning cash to be able to do that so for me I think I'm just going to cop the on field points loss. Um, and upgrade elsewhere. Yeah, I might so. I might have to at this point um, and just accept the fact that I might have to take one of their scores in, instead. And yeah. well, depending with Murray, I might have to with him being out. And if depending yeah. on, I'm just gonna have to revoke the old trade and wait for yeah, uh, Murphy. Well, if Murphy Murray's gets named, out for me this week. So. Yeah, so if Murphy gets named, then I'm okay. Yeah, because that gives me six. Otherwise, uh, with coming and Murphy on the bench and you know Murray obviously not being played. Um, it'd be smarter for me to upgrade that last defender to somebody. Yeah. Yep. So we'll Fair see enough. how we go. Um, so Sydney versus Freo was an interesting game. Sydney tailed up. Yeah, really yeah, well, yeah. So uh, I mean, in the whole, uh, I mean, Nat Fife, uh, a bit of a down game. But let's be fair. I mean, his down game of one hundred and one. Yeah, okay and, he, and he's got that knee niggle, which yeah. they reckon, and he's obviously playing again this week. So, which yeah. I'm so happy with because Nat Fife was in a smidge of a doubt, but they said he was fine. Yo was fifty fifty, but being named. Be careful on a laid out. If he's a laid out, it's going to be the biggest anarchy for a lot of defenders ever. Yep. Like it's like the amount of people that are already being missing in defense, and then add a laid out to Yo would be people would just like throw their computers in the air. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm worried about it, but I mean, yep. after what Yo did on one on one leg in three quarters, and we'll get to that oh. during these. Oh. oh. Meanwhile, did, I heard as well with. They were talking about the biggest um, waste or the biggest regret for the Lions, right? Because I was a bit hard on you, and we all know this. So, look, quick little pro quo, right? I'm I'm gonna say here now. Apparently, Yo, the reason he left mainly was because he, he wanted two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, which is nothing. 
Brisbane were hard firm on 225 yeah, and we're not going to offer you any more. Yeah. And to, for 25 grand, come on, did Brisbane. Did you complain on their social media page like you should? No, but <laughs> I did, well, on West Coast. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you offer our man more than anyway? But look, Why uh, don't you love and now he he I don't know what he got what his contract was, but it was definitely a lot of money. Um, he's, he's, he's now, on, he's now, now on a lot of money, yeah. and good on him. Like yeah. you know, he he is Chris. He is now forgiven. He's in my side. We have forgiven this man. Um, and so um, Michael Walters with an eighty-two was a little upset, but I did notice that he had a few clangers in there that. Maybe it's just uh, uh just coming back into the into the team. Yep, and his um, break even still high too. So I'm waiting yep. waiting on the Walters because he's going to be dirty. I'm okay with an 82 from him on his comeback game. That's like you can't really ask for more than that after a two week hamstring industry and gets an 82. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to complain. Uh, Luke Parker with a 109. So again, he's um he's trending in that direction that we thought he was. Back up the... Um, and it helps Franklin back in the side, makes yep, him exactly lesser. Right. He doesn't need to be a forward target, which helps. Yep. Um, and now he can then push in and actually do what he likes to do best. And Joey Kennedy, of course, with a 108 too. So Ahini uh, joining back on the tons. Um, so that was nice to see as well. Um, even though a classic, like I still haven't had one of Heaney's real nice 120 scores. No, yeah, you since I traded him in. Yeah, that's right. But that's his highest score since I traded him in 105. Yeah, he's been a bit down oh, lately. But Heaney. just having a quick me. look, Walters break even a 157, and he's 200, uh, two, uh, 424k. Yeah. So he will be under 400k. Uh, he is definitely lined up for me. Um, yeah, I think I think you could do a lot worse than having him at F6 or maybe even F7. And only or- fi- only five percent ownership. Yep. Only 5% ownership for a guy that could match it with the best. And you yep. could just put him there on the back end. Uh, you could even, literally, you could probably throw about 70K on Billings realistically and have a guy that <laughs> and have a guy that's not going to be a pain the in the ass. The fact that it's like, 70K yeah, is right? so annoying. Well, depending. If, 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 if Walters drops enough coin this week, yeah, uh, Billings yeah. Billings has dropped so low that his break-even now is like 79. <laughs> like, He's still not going to make it. No. It's going to be 100K by the time you can trade him, Walters. You may as well trade him now. No. Save the pain. <laughs> <laughs> You're so I upset. tell you what, never again <laughs> on Billings. I tell you what, he's he'd he, have to be the biggest burn man. Do you of know the what year, the right? biggest thing upsetting is? Right, just quick, quickly, guys. Sorry for dragging on, but last year I actually drafted Billings in. Right, he started off horrible for the first few games, so I got rid of him because I was like, oh, this guy's got good potential. And the year before that, I think I drafted him as well when he was averaging eighty six. Like a five round average of like seventy. Yeah, last year and he averaged like in the year before that, he was average eighty six after his like, you know, highly hyped. So I like, brought him in. He did horrible, so I dropped him. This one, I'm like, oh, he's really lowly priced. I might bring him in draft, so I brought him in. Starts off horrible, so I dump him. And then I'm like, oh, Wes, you need you need a player or Mercer or Wes, you, you need a player. You should probably get Billings. He's the best of the crop at the moment. Next minute, averages like a hundred, and I was like, why did I get rid of Billings? <laughs> <laughs> so and then this year, this year, oh my god! I say, you really feel, bro. Oh, mate, <laughs> how's he, your draft team going? You're just getting so... spanked by me every week, or I'm the only guy to beat the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just set me up. You just set me up. Uh, anyway, he, oh, I'm the only times. one that has beaten the leader, and every other person seems to have a good week against me. I have scored the most points in our draft league, yet I'm coming fourth. Yeah, so, I mean, you'd anyway. expect that if you had the number one pick, but you're in fourth, hey. <laughs> I'll leave you this round. I bit, I bit so hard. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. How let's good move was on. the royal wedding? Hey, I didn't watch any of it. No, because I was watching it. this game. Right, because I'm, I'm a loyal fan. Yeah, Stones, you're lucky that we even gave you banter of the week, mate. Because Chris, Chris was very adamant. He goes, "You were watching the royal wedding, so we should not give you banter of the week." 
<laughs> because anyone that disses Collingwood disses me and our franchise. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, look, Collingwood came to play. Um, look, the Saints put up a bit of a fight for, I'd say, a quarter. So they didn't really play well in the first quarter. In the second quarter, they played quite well and they actually led at halftime. I think they were up by one point. Um, and then they forgot how to kick for goal again and just could not uh, make it, take advantage of their opportunities. They should have been probably two or three goals up at halftime. Um, but memory just just straight in front of goals was spraying them everywhere. Um, it was a really – it's almost upsetting to watch. He was spraying so much the crowd had to close their when, mouth. <laughs> <it's true. laughs> what I will say is also when Jack Nunes is your most accurate kick for goal, something's oh, wrong. He kicks some <laughs> something, good goals. He did. Something is completely wrong with your, your football team. Uh, so, look, that's sad. And, look, Webster played fullback on Jordan Ngoi, who was best on ground probably, but um, and still got a 107. So it's testament to the fact that he's still Whoa. getting the ball out of that defense and still transitioning the play. I was actually worried for Webster. Not not actually worried for With him the personally. Role. Yeah, well, playing so deep against Ngoi, but then yeah. he still managed to get involved and get the ball. So yeah. it's uh, Well, I mean, he couldn't stop the goal from doing anything. Oh, so. jeez. And another <laughs> another gloating fact. I, I still Every of your players it's, that were like those 50-50s. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they line up this week because Ben Reid's back. So does that mean Ngoi goes on ball? Or does that mean Ngoi is in a pocket? Or do they play Reid at centre-half forward? I did go, we don't care. <laughs> um, so, and to, uh, Phillips, though, he he is one I did yeah. not see coming. You probably would have. I had him last year as a, him as a breakout and picked Wasn't him up Wasn't he forward mid back then or something? Yeah, like he was forward position. mid. And yeah. I, had him, I had him, and then he, he would have a 100 game, and then he'd have a 60 game. This year, his consistency has leveled out. He is definitely he is surprised me. a great me. player. Definitely um, surprised His me. disposal's still a little bit of an issue, but when I was watching him on Saturday night, he was just hitting everything. His disposal efficiency was fantastic, and maybe it was just his brother was there, so he had to show him up. I think that could have been part of the reason why he just used the ball really well. So good on him. Good good on you, Tom. Um, and he's getting, kicking goals as well, which is really good. Um, Jeremy Howe had the equal top score of 121 as well. Um, and again, I, I could have uh, brought in Howe. He's actually now in the top six defenders as well, which is pretty cool. Howe is very interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Interesting prospect. Uh, I definitely actually, tempted, actually, Chris. Bring, that, bring up what's he averaging now? Uh, so good old Howe is averaging a 100.4. Uh, he's, oh, looking he's just solid. outside the top. I think he's seventh or eighth in the top. In the top. Yeah, 10 but still averaging 100. Definitely yeah. a solid option. Um, like I said, I'll, and I'll, he's got a break even of 74, so he's probably going to. go I might up. even look at him over Hurley at this point in time. We'll see. Just based yeah, on where, yeah. they're, where they're priced. Well, they've got the same buy. They do have the same buy, depending on um, with the uh, the old oh. Murray incident. I think he might have to go waiting. Hopefully, Murphy gets named. Otherwise, you will see me absolutely tear up the uh, computer screen. So, yes, fair enough. Um, Jack yes. Crisp actually played pretty well. Yeah. Like what, about, what about Wells, though? In for a week, out oh, for a week? No, no, they actually I know. planned this. It was planned. No, it's it, the back-to-back six-day breaks. I can yeah. I can completely understand it. Well, not to mention that he'll play, he'll, he'll play, play it around, miss around, play around, play around, miss around. So it's probably not the worst thing yeah. for his body. Well, they want fair. him to play the entire back end of the year. So their plan was to just get a few games into him here and there. He Apparently, this was a planned resting. Um, back-to-back games and back-to-back Eddie had stadium games as well. Um, so the back-to-back short turnarounds on Eddie had. Um, then they'll uh, he'll come back the following week, 
and then uh, they'll have the buy, and then that'll be his rest for the year, and they want him to play the rest of the games at the back end. Can I just... Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's what they plan. Just quickly, Chris, here's one I am interested in. I know we're going to do this a little bit later, but Pendlebury, right... 157 break-even, 520k. He's going to be sub-500k for Pendlebury. Not bad for Pendles. And he still looks smooth. I think he... He, well, he had that game where he got injured yeah. and went off, so that was a cheap one, and he came back in and then scores uh, 94. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely not that, that great. But I he's, he's, he's accumulating as many possessions as he used to, but he's still having the impact when he does have the ball. Yes. So, And yeah. they've got a pretty good next six weeks, as uh, I mentioned, but... Um, yeah, the problem is their buy's coming up soon. But uh, and Trelaw had a downgrade, down game this round, which yep. he will be priced perfectly for his buy. Uh, he's one that interests me big time. You know, he actually played pretty well, but yeah, and I think people are just stopped talking about how spuddy he is. Uh, Chris Main. He's, he's actually, he's actually done all right. right. He's not playing terrible football. He did better than Cox this week. I think he's just a simple footballer, but he's a role player that we, we can use and put him oh. in different spots. Can we just say what about Fasolo? Like, oh, unlucky. Unlucky. So Fasolo, com- Fasolo comes back in, yep. injured, right? Elliot plays in the seconds, injured. Like, these two guys keep going around. Can't like, go on the park, can they? Seriously, there's more roundabouts in Adelaide. <laughs> like, I tell you what, these boys are just... And I, I am not surprised that the Saints have thrown the absolute axe out. I knew Armitage was going to get dropped after such a piss-poor game. Uh, he's, he's Armitage cooked, he? dropped. He's cooked. He, he will not, Armitage, again, will not yeah. play for the rest of the year now. Fair enough. Well, he's old. They're losing. They're not going to play him. They're going to give Phillips. They're going to give him a massive run. They're going to blood these young guys. Armitage, done for the year. Uh, Zach Smith, done for the year. Fair enough. Yeah. Big calls, but I well, like them. They they're bold. Well, Geelong wants some continuity in their ruck. They need to get some yep. kind of you know consistency together with their midfield to get that touch. Stanley is doing better. He hates Stanley, but at the same time, I think he knows that he's going to have to give one of these guys the option for the rest of the year, yep. given that confidence and that continuity with the midfield. And Zach Smith is done, and so is Armitage. So Makes sense. they won't play again this year. Someone I want to bring up for the Saints, uh, again, one to watch, uh, is uh, Bailey Rice, uh, 55 as a defender. Um, I do like Bailey Rice. Yeah. We mentioned him at the start of the year as a good option. Yeah. I was big on Rice, and yeah. he hasn't had his opportunity yet, but now he, he's finally got a game. Son of Dean Rice, I think. Yeah. Um, I think I saw in the, the uh, telecast. So... Uh, 123k. Um, look, I actually don't mind him, and I will be watching him. Definitely, I, I am watching him. Yeah. He he's he's impressive. He didn't look too unfazed by the the occasion. Yeah. The only problem was is that the the Saints were under so much pressure especially in that deep forward line, that he actually gave away like two or three free kicks against, yeah. which hurt his score. And he's still got a 55, yeah. so not that bad. But I think uh, coming into another game, I think he will find himself a little bit more composed. And I think he could be starting, he could get, if he doesn't give away free kicks, he could be getting 70s and 80s. And I think uh, with Robertson out and, and that sort of thing, I think there's definitely some room in there. Oh, there's definitely room. And the, and the reason is because they don't want Red Webster playing on a man. No. They want to try and free him up as much as possible. It's evident in the, in the style that he is. He's their go-to kicker in defense, and if he has to play on someone, that impacts their ball movement. So um, I think they're going to try and figure out a way to get someone like a Rice into their back line um, to be able to play there. So yep. we'll see how that pans out. I'm definitely keen in the next two weeks. I'm not sure if I'll go early on him because I know a lot of people are looking for an early trade this week because there's not really many bubble yeah, boys. Yeah, but unfortunately with the old Cummings incident last week, everyone was hoping to get Cummings this week, but you can't. He yeah. got dropped and he did horrible. Um, 
It's yeah. yeah, so me a little uh, bit on the going early, but yeah, of the ones there, he might be your He's best probably, choice. Yeah, him and Phillips are probably the only ones. Yeah, to look because at, of the I job like, security and uh, the way that the Saints are playing, I think that the the directive is play the kids. Yep. So if that's the case, he might be the ones that um, you can hold on to with a bit of safety and security. So yep. Uh, moving on, Melbourne versus Carlton and. Oh, boy, oh, Two boy. Two weeks in a row, Melbourne came to party. and They yeah. just rolled on from the back end of the game well, last the week. the Melbourne of old, they'd, a, they'd probably come into this game a bit laxy-daisy and possibly lose it. Or they'd you know fight it out and they'd look pretty good and make some mistakes and win by like 20 points. Yeah. I mean, for the last three years, we've seen the same pattern for Melbourne. Well, they'd beat all the easier teams, but then teams around them... They would just crumble, right? This, that's not happening this year. All the weaker teams, like yeah. North Melbourne, would beat them. And they go Carlton close. would beat They'd them. They'd lose these the odd game. Oh. So this year, you'd have to say that Melbourne, on current form, I know it's still early in the season. It looks like they're a top eight team. Yeah, it looks like they will be one that, that makes. I think, one I, think of those I put them at seventh. Um, I think I had them at eight. This this, this is probably their first hundred plus win in a long time. Yeah, and it was as dominant as you can I get. I did say win. Yeah. <laughs> They've had some 100-point losses. Might but, I just oh. start preface this by saying any coach that uh, one of their star player breaks their hand and then plays him anyway without saying anything to the wider AFL community, I just think that that is just reckless. Oh, yeah, he had, oh, yeah, he had surgery early in the week. No one knew about it. Like, you, you were about to bring him in. How can you do that? You're, you, you've got supporters. You've got members of your football club. That uh, they're engaged in everything to do with it, and you just don't tell them. Oh yeah, he broke his hand. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, to me. That's just oh, li- that's, yeah, that's he, as bad he, as lying. To yeah, he members. didn't have a, he didn't have such a great game because he broke his hand last week. He had surgery on Monday, but he still played this yeah. week. So good on him. It's like I mean, oh, definitely that? from a super coach perspective, it sucks. Like I don't have him. Well, but, but like, now you'll get him cheaper. Yeah, which is great for me. But I'm just saying from the wider wider yeah. AFL community, not just not super coach. I mean, well, yes, like, we love the game and we're all about yeah, we want all the information. But realistically. As a, if you're a dedicated supporter, you want to know what's happening with your players. You're yeah, invested in that team. No transparency. It's like saying, oh, they've uh, hamstring tightness when it's really a hamstring yeah. tear or, oh, it's a ligament issue when really you know, he's done something major. It's just stupid. Which, okay, so what and I Kelly, don't get. Kelly, you know, like, why don't you just say, like, yeah, he's, he's horrible. Yeah. And he might not play for who knows how long. Could be two weeks, could be six weeks, could be seven weeks. You know, who knows? And, um, yeah, glad he's back, though, P.S. So uh, what I don't get is I don't understand what the advantage is of not saying anything. It, it honestly does not make any sense to me. No. So, yeah, look, just get that out of your mind. Anyway, yeah, let's, Mur- let's focus well, on the positives. Carlton, Carl, but- though, Murphy injured. Fair enough. Yep. Straight up, tell us. Murphy's injured. Yep. So, yeah, happy days. Uh, Cripso went big, 152. He has had some big games. It's because he's the only one in there. He's the only one in there in the engine room yeah. that can perform. And with, with you had no Kernow. So there goes there goes the only other ball winner in there. And Murphy was obviously coming back from injury. So what do you do? And now Murphy's out again. Um, look, it's I'm ah, this is annoying me because I don't have Crips. It's annoying me because he's he's still going too good to ignore. Um, but he keeps getting yeah, dropping a little bit in price. Now he's got a really low break even. So if I want to pick up Crips this week, I probably can't afford him. But yeah, is he going to be my my last midfielder that I upgrade? Oh, just he's averaging one twenty, break I even know, at ninety three. I know he's going too good. He's almost a lock now for top ten um, uh, midfielders. Yeah, I think you're right, and he's uh, in thirty eight percent of teams like Chris, which playing is in a probably... losing playing in a losing team and still getting one fifty. That's impressive. That is impressive. So good on you, mate. Um, you know what else is impressive? Petrarca getting an eighty nine. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Kate Simpson getting a 72. Oh, Did you love duh. that? 
I set you up and you bend yes. me right back, right? Oh, there, there, Ben. There, there. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway. So, Petrarca, 89. Anyway. Cool. Interesting. You're, you're still better than a sailor. Yeah, I am actually. So, um, Darcy Lang's actually been a little bit disappointing. He's playing a lot forward more than I thought. Yeah, but you got to also expect that. He's, he's what he's played two VFL games and two AFL games. You got to work. He hasn't even had a preseason. So, that's let him true. Work into he's, it. he's got a couple 70s. He could be a lot worse. If he's playing um, midfield, then he's getting his role change. Game of the round. I tip Brisbane. I know you did. Did you look? No, up I, I will not know. You told me. I remember when yeah. we like we did the tipping just before the podcast, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll let this one ride." Yep. As my upset, and I was like, "Oh yeah, good on you." Okay, so there's a few reasons why, but the the manic style that Brisbane has is the um, attack, attack, attack at all costs. Let shoot the ball through the middle if you get a chance, but it's just when they're on, it's fast ball movement and chaotic, and that's what Hawthorne are opposite of. So Hawthorne win games slow and steady and structured and, and yeah, yeah everything about them is okay we 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 force them to play our certain way Brisbane don't give a fuck they probably don't <laughs> even know what they're doing but they just do it right so they just and so I think that their yeah. styles it could clash. be a storm coming but we're gonna go with the top down <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> who cares um, again yeah you have that that sort of perfect storm and it just worked for Brisbane. Um, yeah, McCluggage, who I, by the way, picked up in draft this week. Oh, no way. Bang, bang. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, honestly, McCluggage has, is, uh, he's getting the role, and that's what I really love about him. He's not averaging well, he, had, he had the role at the start of the year, but he just wasn't getting his hands on it, whereas now. Yeah, he's really picked up his game recently, um, and I think he's realised how important he is to the team now, which is really awesome. Uh, was really impressed again with Harris Andrews, and I don't oh. mean to bang on about him. No, but, but I, I picked him up in draft thinking, oh, he's doing okay. Yeah. And now he's in my side for the year. Well, like, I think he's got a five-round average of 100 or something, isn't he? Uh, so Harris Andrews, yeah, three-round average of 100, five-round average of 102.8, and he's averaging 91.1. Yep. Now, it, we're going uh, uh, to just blow, blow a little trumpet here and just uh, I did have a re- recent listen to our Brisbane podcast. We did say Harris Andrews. So one of the things we said was that with uh, Luke Hodge coming back, um, or coming back In. into the fold, <laughs> um, that will uh, be great for someone like a Harris Andrews just as a learning experience. Yep. How much he can absorb from learning from a Luke Hodge in defence is massive. He had the talent before and you could, it was evident that he was already a good defender. He yeah, had good he arms, had, good marking, could spoil the ball. Yeah, but he wasn't. Lanky. He wasn't like you, you, he wasn't extracting as much yep. and taking on as much, backing himself enough. He wasn't kicking enough. as much no. either. And he's kicking now. He's really good. Yeah. So um, we thought of him as a Alex Rance type defender. Whether he cannot, he's ever going to get to that sort of heights, we don't know. But um, averaging ninety one this stage of the season, that's nothing to sneeze at. If he can get an eighty five and then back up a good year next year. He might be in a 90 to 95 averaging fullback or centre-half back wherever he's playing. Yeah, I think you're right there. So, uh, um, Dane yeah. Bean's got a 109 and uh, poor bugger dropped the yeah. uh, captain's, and captain's Tip of the cap to that because it takes oh. a lot to just put your hand up and say it's a bit too much. Well, and moment. here's the thing, Chris. I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of a rant at the, uh, the media just quickly because if Brisbane had not have come out and won so convincingly and then Beams said, look, I'm going to step down from leadership, if this happened a week earlier... Oh, there's zero and eight. There's no leadership. There's chaos in the club. The media would absolutely probably go to town, and that probably. sounds really quite shit. Um, well, I watched a lot of um, uh, Luke Hodge on a couple of footy shows because he actually stayed in Melbourne um, on the Sunday and then was commentating, but also was on I think Game Day and a, and a couple other um, uh, footy talkback shows. Yep. 
And one of the things he said was that, you know, Dane Beams hasn't actually been around the club very much because um, of everything that's happening with his father. We've had to really gather around and that's promoted uh, me into a more of a leadership role. And a lot of the other guys have really stood up as well. Yeah, like Harris Andrews You've and just, They've just had yeah. to. You yeah, know? they have. And But that sort of experience for a footy club is really galvanizing. So I, I, I've got so much respect for Dane Beams. Yeah, uh, and you know, regardless of what I said and added my jokes about the whole thing in the preseason of you know, Collingwood and Brisbane and blah blah, but top bloke, and I really respect what he's done. So yeah, yeah no, I'm well, with you. I'm with you there, and mm. um, I'm only my only concern now is uh, what the captain will do to Zorko. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! You know, talk anyway. about pressure. Like he needed more. I know, right? Um, but yeah, look, uh, maybe he'll start taking coffees. <laughs> 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 maybe he'll need maybe he'll need one yeah that's true maybe I can drop it over here you go Mr Zorko just the way you like <laughs> uh, anyway so Titch we here's here's the thing we we did mention it at the start our captain option was uh, danger, you, in, you, danger in the Titch except yep. I didn't have that luxury because my crappy loopholes were, were were gone so I backed in Dustin uh, I backed in sorry I backed in Dangerfield yep Thinking he would go big against Essendon because Essendon scraped don't tag. together a 113. 114 yeah. just, and uh, which meant I couldn't go with Titch, even though I felt in my heart he was going to do well. And uh, he gets a 155 yeah. and goes big. So, pretty much between uh, Titch, Captain, McRae, and Lloyd, I think that's where I lost my points yeah. this week. Well, I had the C on, on Mitchell until, you know, obviously McRae <laughs> went big. So, um, they were he was my captain, uh, VC and C. On uh, on Mitchell and look, it's oh just, yeah, they it, lost twenty two points there, Chris. I, yeah, yeah, well, oh, yeah. But that no, was good. It, it was it was good for me. I mean, I'm happy that he went one fifty five. It would have been better for me if he went one thirty because everyone that would have captained him didn't get those extra points. That's but, true. Um, whatever. At, at, at the end of the day, Mitchell is gonna go ham if he's not ha- doesn't have any attention. Look at his matchups on the games he's playing, and then choose him as a captaincy option. I, I still think he's still one of the best captain options in the game. Because yeah, he's always consistent anyway. Like, he very rarely goes under 100. When he does, it's because you know that the tag's coming. It's going to be a Jacobs. Or this week, it's a Hutchings. Yeah. So, you can't really do a... a you could, a, you a, still could, He might, but he might only get you like a 115 or a 120. Yeah. On games when he's playing a, a Brisbane, you know he's not going to get tagged. Or if he's... Who else was it? Um, uh, I think it was... Collingwood, Cut, don't yeah, tag. Cut, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Or a Geelong, for example. Yep. I think all three of those games, he just went 150+. plus. So just keep an eye an eye out for the games that he's versing in these opposition. Yeah, Hutchings will run with him this yeah. week, that's for sure. But um, yeah, anyway, so look, I was very impressed. It's funny, Hipwood had a really good game. Slaughtered quite a few goals. But they're like, oh, Hipwood, he's kicked like 13, 13 goals, four for the year or whatever it was. Four I'm like, out in the full last I know, week. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, man, he's kicked like 10 out in the full. So don't don't bloat his average Dude, on the guy who's commentating like, just looked at these like, the stats. stats and went, oh, yeah. Oh, he's really accurate. I'm like, what do you mean accurate? I was thinking, he kicked 50% out in the full. As I was watching that, I'm like, oh, yeah. you made a mistake. And Daniel, I don't wanna, I'm not the one who's told you. Can we just say, Daniel Rich got a 51, Chris? Um, he is dropping like flies. So did they tag? Did they tag Rich instead of Zorko? Is that what happened this week? I think Rich just had a bad game. I don't know. I, I've been studying Chris, so even I, I wasn't even at this game. Oh, you, yeah, I you said I wish I was game. there, but yeah. I got assignments to so, do. And that was why, because I didn't watch the first. Okay. I, I didn't watch it to start with. Yeah. And then next time I'm like, oh, they're winning. I'm like, of course they're winning, because I'm not there and I'm not yep. watching the f- first. Uh, you don't need another football. reason to hang around uh, champion skill. Oh, <laughs> Richard, bloody <laughs> champion! What freeze up in class? What a legend! <laughs> No, like that was my that was my era. I know. Like, do you know what I mean? So and I was just like, I was like, I was like, oh, the poor guy. I'm like, left just before our three premierships. 
Oh. Probably not the thing to say. No. Probably not. not. Uh, anyway, look, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, can we just say as well, Gunston are very consistent again. They got flogged yeah. and he still scored a 102. Yeah, he, was just, he kicks goals and he kicks them early too and he sets up a nice score. He, he always goes really good early and then sort of trails towards the end of the game, unfortunately. But um, going really well. Um, Sicily... Um, was he was tagged and then moved forward, wasn't he? So yep. they tried to change that. They, they just tried to change. They just tried to change it up. Yeah. I don't expect that to be a common thing. No, uh, he got a seventy-seven, and they versus West Coast this week. So I think he'll be really needed in defence, especially. They're not going to put him forward when you have like McGovern and those other guys that can take good marks. Yeah, because well, then you're just neutralising the effect. Whereas he'll probably float in defence himself and try and get in front of Kelly, uh, Kennedy and Darling and and try and get I some of those float ins. Battle of the game will be who's going to get the uh, the most advantage of half back. It's going to yep. be Sicily or McGovern and McGovern last week had an absolutely brilliant game and it'll be interesting to see uh, which one of the two superstars will be uh, the most impactful well, for this I did say side. McGovern be top 10 yeah, he's coming back. He's, he's coming definitely back. coming back. I mean, well, I've um, also had a few mo- like Motz's horrible bloody decisions, <laughs> like Billings in my top ten. Well, yeah, well, that's because you're a retard, so that's good. Excuse me, <laughs> it's called autistic. Autistic, sorry. <laughs> and the last game of the round, uh, West Coast and Richmond. Yeah. Here's the thing. I actually had GWS tipped and I had Richmond tipped, except I, li- I listened to uh, the old pick a winner on AFL. <laughs> I was like, my <laughs> tipping is doing really. so bad, so I'm going to you know, I'm gonna listen to Duck and uh, Ryan. Is it Campbell? Campbell Brown? Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen to these guys. And they both tipped... Uh, West, uh, they both just tipped West Coast and uh, the uh, North Melbourne. And I was just like... All right, I'm just going to go with these boys, and I was lucky. Did you actually build, like, come back from bottom of the ladder this week? I got one more tip than most people, two than some. I am off I the went, bottom. I, I think I went pretty bad. I need to have a check. Off the bottom. <laughs> anyway, look, can what we What a great game for darling? if you're a West Coast fan, can I say? Oh, yeah, darling. Darling. Yeah. yeah. He was on the waiver yeah. early. I looked at him and didn't trust that he was going to keep backing it up, Chris. I was like, oh, it's just because Kennedy's out. Yep. I just won't pay any attention to him. My uh, God, they've they've changed definitely where he's. I mean, uh, his starting position. So where he starts um, is deeper, depending on where the where the ball is. So he does lead up to the logos um, and gets uh, forward if the ball's in defence. Outside of that, he's staying in the goal square. So it, that's complete role change for for him. Now, whether or not they're keeping it that way because he played so well while Kennedy was gone, he used to be his role used to be get the hell out of the fifty. Because it's gone, it'd be Kennedy's ball. And yeah. now it's... And now it's him. You're marking the ball that well. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't and now, Kennedy's still there and doing his thing as yeah, well. well so Kennedy, Kennedy's more like a second prong, though. and like, yeah. cause, But Kennedy's also good on the ground. Well, the, I mean, with the height that they've got, they're getting Waterman up to the wings. They're sending him out of the 50. They're using him as that decoy. Um, they're able to do that with the players that they've got at their disposal. It's working. And the well, funny thing is, you don't need pressure in your forward line if you can take a contested mark. What, who needs to pressure their forward line? They don't need to run after um, people and make tackles and do crazy things because they are marking everything that's coming into the 50. So who cares? So, yeah, super impressed. Awesome game. He was definitely best on. But the one that won the game was Elliot Yo, and I'm sick of saying it this season because he was just unbelievable in the second half. He yeah. was on 21, I think, at, at halftime. He went off at about uh, 10 minutes to go in the first half with a knock to his knee. And I was, everyone was on social media going crazy. Yo's out. He's on 21. And I was like, oh, there, there goes my decent scoring week. Then he comes back and absolutely goes monster. He was getting clearance after clearance. But, and this is the great thing. You know, when you get clearances and they go into the 50 and it's an inset mark to the opposition. No, it was going straight down Darling's throat. 
<laughs> so he's doing these like no look kicks, clearances out of the middle, and Darling's just like, "Thank you, I'll kick another goal." He Darling, was <laughs> Darling's averaging one eleven point four. Yeah. What the f? He is up. He's five hundred and sixty k. He's gone up one hundred and sixty three thousand since the start of the year. And he's and he's, he's always had the talent. He's, too, he's so always, if you want him, you've got to get him this week. Well, he's had the talent for years, but he's just never done anything with it. Yeah. So oh, it's just there's two schools of thought. If you are actually going for Darling, um, he does have the buy in two weeks, so that sucks. The problem is waiting two weeks is that he's going to go up at least fifty to sixty k. So by yeah, that time, it's going to be he's projected to go up forty k this week. Yeah. So by the time that you actually get him into your team, he'll be at what six twenty to six fifty. Yeah, six twenty or so. Yeah. 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 Like so, you kind of got to go now if you want him. Yep. And you've got to be confident that it's worth it based on that fact. So, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I, I don't uh, think I got the balls. I think I got the gonads. He's only, he's only in 4%. I've got the equipment, but do I have to steal? Chris, he is the highest averaging forward in 4% of sides. Yep. It's, a cra- it's crazy. What's well, just like McRae? McRae's still only in 15% yeah. of teams. No, he's jumped to 18. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It's getting in that I, I kind of like territory. It. I don't like it. No. 18% now, Never Chris. Never did. Well, we've got a lot. We've had a lot of premium forwards or premium uh, people in different positions that are unique. You got Toby McLean that started off at two percent as well, and yep. then he started to go really good. I think now he's in quite a few teams. He is, and um, same as McRae was only in like two percent, and now he's in eighteen. So yep. go figure. But um, with those ones, it kind of works out if you jump in early enough. Whereas it's at the point now where I don't, I don't want to chase points. You yeah, I mean? I'm, I'm better off looking for value and is looking Darling for someone chasing that- points. And I think the answer <laughs> to that might be yes because you still have Josh Kennedy coming back from full fitness. He is correct. He did not have a preseason. No, so he's actually very cheap as well. If you're banking on him, hopefully going ninety plus. Oh, but he's, he's cheap, got though. a one hundred and eighty game in him at some point. You know, he's, he's, cheap. he's that good. He is cheap anyway. Yeah. Um, McGovern comes back. I mean, he was just if the goal was ball was going into the defense, he was picking it up. It was it was just a joy to watch to see him in peak performance. It was unreal, as well as uh, that man that's uh, hovered there, Nick Natnui. Oh. oh, he went big. Oh, he went a lot. He went big actually. And uh, let's just jump to the other side quickly. Rewalt uh, was lucky to get a flight back. Apparently, yeah, uh, yeah he had a really good game. He tried to tackle someone and got his shoulder to the ribs, and then was throwing up blood. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Bloodside. Mister Bloodside. Oh, I see. I see what you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done. Kind of. Not really. <laughs> but it helps if you get the joke, Chris. Uh, look, I got it. I, mean, uh, I thought Kenny did well. One person that didn't do well uh, was Lambert. I uh, had a horrible oh, game. And that actually was saved me. So, context, me sitting yeah. pretty after my awesome VC uh, McRae option in draft, went the entire week, and then uh, I'm playing playing you. Yes. And then the and last day. Redden was, Redden was killing it. Redden slowed up, yep. which because it was actually looking like I had a good shot. Redden slowed up. And Lambert had a horrible game, and I ended up losing by like thirty points or something. Yeah, I went. Um, I was. I went high eighteen hundreds, but my last five players all got like a fifty or a sixty. Yeah, and I so came back, and my guys are I doing well. I could have gone. I could have gone huge this week, yeah. but then Chris you're was, chasing me down. Chris like, was sweating. I was like, I "Hey, was Chris, like, I'm only like, yeah, <laughs> I'm only like seventy five points behind with like three quarters to go or something <laughs> or other." Wipe that sweat off my upper lip. Yes, man with two brains. No, 
No. <laughs> anyway, but uh, look, I think Richmond will really, they'll bounce back this week. Uh, the travel to over to Perth, it's not an easy feat. Uh, I think they learnt a lot about that game as well. So, uh, look, it was definitely a very good game. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And um, yeah. Well, they I mean, they just got taught a lesson by two play- oh, three players. They underestimated how good Yo is. Um, Nick Natanui went to town on uh, on Nankervis. Uh, oh, four players. McGovern played and amazing and yeah. Darling. So, those four key players all played their best football. Yep. If you have four four players from your team, your four of your best players all playing their best. Yeah. Good luck trying. It's like having four Zorkos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except one twice your size. Yeah. Four Jacobs and it's a good, good. ten. <laughs> yeah, four exactly. Jacobs. Anyway, but um, look, that's it for that part, Chris. Uh, so, what would you like to get into now? Uh, well, let's jump into the team announcements now, guys. So sorry, that took a little bit of time. A little bit of time. Yep. But um, we'll just jump through and just uh, outline the ins and outs of the week. Yes. So, um, well, just the main ones in particular. So, uh, the one game I'm not keen on watching is tomorrow night's game, uh, mainly because Shaki is back in the side. <laughs> I don't know why they think they're bringing them back. Like, Pies well, have had a really they, good defense. They bring in Shaki <laughs> and they drop a Mitch Wallace. Hey, there is one person I love and the ins and the dogs. So, uh, Rourke Smith. Fantastic. Um, we were looking at him as a potential of that 155, I think he's what, 160K defender. Yes. Um, so he's a rookie. Um, but why is, he only, playing, why is he only playing now, though? Perfect timing. So if he has his two games now, he has his bye, and then week 13, he's the perfect downgrade option. Yes, but so, then you've also got um, Morris and those guys coming back in as well. At some point, and no, Adams Morris, is Morris. Oh no, he had a. He was an yeah, eight-week tear. Yeah, no, he's, he's playing yeah. in. He's playing in the VFL now, so he's okay. getting some games into him. So look, I don't trust. Hope, hope, well, I wouldn't dra- trade him in now, but he might be a fantastic round thirteen downgrade option. So. I, don't th- I don't think he'll get there. Yeah, just see. But look, anyway, see so how you go. Yeah, Reed, you got J- Josh Dacos' um, first game of the year. Levi Greenwood as well is an in important which, in. Important. So, uh, he's been playing. He has played tagging roles in the past for Collingwood. Not sure if he's going to do that this well, week. But it's been flagged as a possible. Yeah. and I think it'll be Levi Greenwood and a side bottom doing the old double, the old double job, kind of like what they did against Rory Sloan. Stone, yep, which I thought was a good job. I think they're going to do something similar this week because they know that McRae's too good. Well, if you get rid you of McRae, as well. if you get rid of McRae, then who have they got? They've only got McLean, and that's it. Like well, realistically, they, if if um, well, bon, and Wallace, but he's not there. If Bond <laughs> plays midfield, they usually go head to head Bond and Pendles because they're almost same size and they're similar players, like good with their hands and exactly right. I love being good with my hands. Um, so I think that that will be the natural matchup there, <laughs> and then I think it will be uh, a Greenwood versus McRae, and then it'll be side bottom versus McLean. Oh yeah, that seems so, like a pretty good matchup. Uh, that's how I think that they'll probably rotate through. In my mind, that's a fairly even contest if. Greenwood can get the better of McRae. Otherwise, I think they've got the midfield battle on their terms, which is not great well, for Collingwood. Can we can we just say that banking in on uh, Grundy to go 150 this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, Against so, Well, I mean, he slowed down. I'm not sure if that's because of the injury or if it's because um, yeah, for another, another reason, but it's likely just the injury. So even if he um, does play really well, I, I can't see him going big. Like big, big, but high highs, is big, high big. Highs, big, big. Yeah, Chris hasn't seen a big, big in a while. <laughs> Moving uh, on to anyway, the, um, um, let's go to the Richmond and Saints game. Yep. Uh, interesting to note that uh, Brennan Ellis is still in emergency. Yep. Um, oh, geez, it's gonna hurt. Ah, uh, uh, not not me. Not only that, ju- no, not me either. Not only that, but um, 
Yeah, I think it's just yeah painful. Anyway, yep. so Higgins is back in, uh, apparently. Let's see how long that lasts for. Yep. And um, uh, interesting, though, Saints, as we said earlier, Armitage is gone. Uh, Mav Weller injured. Uh, Caulfield has been managed. So they've really sort of thrown at the axe a little bit. Uh, Logan Austin gets his first game, so I don't know much about him yet, but let, let's keep an yeah, eye we'll on it. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. And uh, Carlisle's back in, which is good. Carlisle's back in, and Rice is still keeping his position, which yep. is uh, a good sign. And, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it oh, for you got, the main parts so of Patty it. So, Paddy McCartan's back as well as Daniel McKenzie. Who's who else? So, Brendan White. So, they've got... I think they are literally... Okay, let's play the kids. That's that's a clear sign to me. Yep. Um, especially against the Richmond. They, they've got... What, what chances do you give them? Do you give them any chance to... Get no, not after a Richmond loss. No. I think Saints will be... And the other two for uh, Richmond are Connor Manager yep. and Callum St. Kilda will be like, I remember last time we played them, we belted them. <laughs> and then what happened? They won a premiership. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, so next game, Brisbane Lions are no unchanged. No change. No change. Can't change. Don't change a winning for me, you know what I mean? Oh, mate. <laughs> are you just high on life at the moment? Mate, normally, this week you're just like... Well, uh, <laughs> Chris, if you, if you put a shopping analogy in there, normally when you get donuts, you get change. <laughs> if you if you don't if you don't get anything and you save your dollars and you bank that, then you don't need change, mate. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I could just imagine you just like walking down the streets of Queen Street Mall, just being like, ah, 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 I was going to, I was actually going to be, I can tell you can't stand. <laughs> your high voice is so in tune with the Bee Gees. Are you from the streets of Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're I'm, more, I'm more that Bin Tang kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, bin, so the Bin the, Wang. <laughs> so some, some important ins and outs in, uh, for uh, the Swans with... Uh, yeah, Callum Mills. Ha- Callum Mills come out for the rest of the year. He um, broke his foot playing... Uh, yeah, walking home, walking home from a cafe Yeah, with some teammates. He's like, you know <laughs> He's what? running away from you. <laughs> he was in Brisbane. He was at that local cafe and you tried to buy him a coffee. And yeah. he turned around. He was like, hey, Dan Rampy, I'll show you one, but I won't jump over this one. Why? I'll just run through it. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Dan Rampy's so, like, hey, mate, at least I was only out for like six to eight weeks or whatever. Yeah. You're out for the year. Unfortunate for Callum Mills. Out for the year. Um, he does give, um, who else is out? Oh, Gary Rohan. Uh, Gary Rohan admitted. That's really interesting. And Harry Marsh um, comes in as well as uh, Riley Stoddart. So Stoddart, Stoddart is game. interesting. 117K defender. Um, so he'll obviously, it's a like for like swap there. Um, and has played some good uh, NEFL games. Played all right in, I think, one of the um, uh, uh, JLT games as well. And I was actually in consideration uh, for my squad and for round one, but um, obviously... Uh, yeah, I think now, it's so. interesting. So you look at the lineup, though. Zach Jones, uh, normally he kind of pushes through the midfield and stuff like that. He's off the halfback. Um, so I think Stoddard will kind of come in and then kind of you know, free up um, sort of some of those other guys to push up the field a little bit as well. So yep. it could be interesting, but yeah, you know, there is definitely a position now available. So yep. let's hope that um, you know Stoddard. How much for Lloyd this week? What do you reckon? I reckon bugger all. One thirty. Go on. Well, here's here's the one thing that Brisbane have a lot of, and it's small attacking forwards. Yep. And I think you're gonna have like Mitch Robbo or someone. They're just gonna. There's a lot of open gonna, space when they're they gonna, go forward, and yeah. they're gonna line up because they're, they're, there's a lot of those forward mids and they're agile. And I think some of these guys they're gonna they're actually gonna match up really well. I think against Sydney defense. I'm tipping Brisbane this week. Yeah. I'm I'm seriously tipping Brisbane this week. I think that the the way that they play that their style of football at the Gabba uh, does not suit the way that Sydney want to play the the game. And I think that they're going to get that um, that forward line cranking with those small forwards, 
and I think it's going to be an upset. I think it'll put a lot of pressure on their defense. And like I said, you got those forwards out of mids as well. Yeah. So you have um, yeah, some of those guys that can really hurt you as well. So Cameron's going to cause issues there. Um, you've also got Robbo and stuff pushing there, just putting big hits on. Yep. So he'll put a lot of pressure on anyone that's around. actually played a good second half last week. I think they'll. I think they'll. Rainer, Rainer's been really. Impressive. I don't think. I don't think Brisbane's going to let them just chip it around and do whatever they like. No. I think they're going to try and put a, put a bit of hurt on, and that's what I would do. I would try and. Um, yeah, put a bit of pressure on those defense. Um, if, if Franklin doesn't kick five, Brisbane win. That's what I'm thinking, and I don't think he's going to get near that. Right. Well, that's so that's just my personal opinion. Well, I'd like to see them win, but yeah. um, look, let's face it. Maybe if I don't go to the game this week, they'll win. So Geelong versus uh, Carlton, Carlton could be could be a big one. I think um, Carlton. Uh, it could be a very, very big game. It's in Geelong. Yep. Um, so that's going to put even more pressure on there. I'm actually tipping Dangerfield to go 150 this week, Chris. I think. Well, well who, I who think they got? Murphy's out. I think we've tipped Danger to go one fifty oh, oh, every week for the past five weeks. Yeah, except they lost last week. No, no, just last week. <laughs> That's true. Just last week, and I was expecting them to win big, and they didn't. So this week, the uh, Geelong, because they yep. did really well the week before against, um, I think it was GWS. So they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's Essendon, yeah, whatever. Now they've lost the game, and like, oh, we suck. Yep. And the media's ripping into them, and they're versing Carlton at home. They're going to come out and absolutely go big. I'm expecting a one twenty from Ablett. I'm expecting a one fifty from Danger. Yep. I'm expecting a big display. I think Carlton will try hard for the first half and then they'll get floored. I'm expecting um, Liam Jones to maybe have a better day. <laughs> He's got to get towed after that performance Well, Wiedering is going to get towed up by Hawkins. I mean, yeah, anyway. anyway. But uh, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know why I traded in Simpson. <laughs> He's about to play an away game in Geelong. But look, uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think so we've got Radigalier coming back, so that's going to well, be good for the ruck and forward department. Stanley as well. Stanley will then Jum- switch between um, who? Who? First game player, Jermaine Jones. Yeah, don't, don't know much about him. So don't know much about. Him. But who would you tag out of Geelong, Chris? If you're Kernow, who would you run with and tag? Selwood every day of the week. Selwood because yep. he can easily be managed. I think that he's also a better kick than Danger. Yeah. I'm actually, I wouldn't be surprised, and I've heard it floated before, that someone actually takes Tim Kelly up. Nah. Except, no for, the fact, except for the fact Tim Kelly, he's the offload one, so they offload to Kelly well, to use as an elite disposal. Without speak, Kelly, they, so they, butcher, of, they butcher the ball a lot. It'll be interesting to see how they line up this week, because this is the first uh, game, so Parfit's back as well. So Parfit, after having that ridiculous four-game run of ridiculous um, minutes in midfield and great scoring power, comes back after his injury. Where does he play? Is he playing full pocket or is he playing on ball? If he's playing on ball, what's the midfield mix like? You've got Kelly, Parfit, Duncan, um, Ablett, Danger, all in the same team this week. Yep. I think um, it's interesting. Did so I miss anyone? <laughs> well, 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 they've got they've got Duncan, Menegola, and Parfit all in the interchange. Like, yeah. what an interchange to come running on. Well, I mean, they've, they've been a bit rid- um, yeah, riddled with injury early in this season, so it's got to be Jeez. smashing. So Patrick Cripps has got his work cut out this week. They can't yeah. win that midfield battle this week. They just well, can't. do they tag Cripps or they just let it go because oh, they, they'll just let Cripps, it go. Cripps He's one man. He's one man. The, yeah. Cripps will just they'll let they'll just put someone on him. They'll be like, okay, you know what? Maybe even Selwood will go to Cripps and yeah. then hope at Kern- the contest at the contest, him, and then Kernal then has yeah. to go to someone else. Yeah. And I think I think that's the right play. I think yeah, you know, take his contested game out of it if you can. If you can't, um, you know, so be it. I think that their midfield will crush 
Carlton beyond. Well, I think belief. I think Sir would also like the challenge to tackle the big man as well. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he likes to tackle and he's really he likes to maneuver his body to get the well, free kicks and stuff. So I think he'll he'll line up on Crips this week. He'll, I think that that's what the matchup they want. Yeah. I don't know if they'll get that because I do think that uh, they'll try and tag Selwood. So yeah, but then if Kernel's ta- you know running with Selwood and Selwood's trying to run with, then you're just uh, leaving danger out. Okay, yeah. cool, whatever. Um, yeah, it, it will be interesting. Uh, on the Carlton side, of th- oh, so who do who do they drop? Um, so they've dropped Parsons, Smith, oh, Smith, uh, George Hall and Smith, as well as Jackson Thurlow, which is interesting. So they've omitted all these players. Yeah. So there's not one injury out of that list, which is again that's uh, that's saying something. And then Carlton have got Weedering back, um, Cunningham, um, Ed and Kernow, the, and, and the Kono brothers. So. Yeah, both the Kernows are Murphy's injured, Nick Graham is omitted, Garlett is omitted, and Mullet is omitted, which makes sense if yeah, you're going to so lose Cunningham by 100. off the back instead of, instead of Mullet. Well, yeah, sense. if you're going to have to lose by 100 points, you're going to have to cull somebody. I just don't see any way that Carlton can win this week. There's no. just no no way. Me either. I think after a loss, like if, if Geelong have won a couple of games and sometimes they get a bit cocky and they just kind of get a bit laxy-daisy. No, not but a, af- not, not a after a loss. Team. After a loss, Geelong are uh, really tough to beat. Can't, can't take them out of Cardinia Park. Uh, who do you back out of this one, Chris? So you've got, uh, it's in Sydney, GWS and Essendon. Well, so I mean, just those ins and outs. Those ins make a massive difference. Woo. So you've got uh, Josh Kelly obviously coming back for his first game after a long injury. Um, Jonathan Patton coming back in in after some really sustained poor performances in the ruck. Um, and you've got Matt Buntine, who's uh, steady up the back line. And that's really why uh, I'm interested to see that Jeremy Finlayson and Isaac Cumming are both outs because you'd think that one of them would be out. I, I, I can understand uh, Lockton Keefe, that's an out. But um, you've got uh, you know, a ruck, a non-baller, and a, uh, and a, a pure like uh, small forward defender. Or small defender, sorry, and you've you've taken out two of your defenders to do that. So yep, it's interesting. It's so you've interesting. got um yeah. So Cor- does that mean that they are they going to line up Josh Kelly behind the ball to get him into the game? No, it doesn't look like it. It looks like um, Kelly is going on the wing to start with. So and Heater Shaw, Heater Shaw will be the man out of extraction this week. I'd love to see him stay behind like the it. ball um, and take take more kickouts. Um, and well, B normally, they got that that seventh or that. Well, that normally he's lined up in defender. the back pocket, whereas uh, he's lined up on the back flank this week, Chris. So hashtag Heater one hundred. Uh, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, McGrath, McGrath's in and Clark is out, which I'm upset unlucky. with. But who are you tipping in that game? Because that's an interesting game. Because Essendon coming off a, a big win. Yeah, Essendon coming off a big win. They're going to Sydney. Yeah. It's Sydney's. But it's got to be. It's, it's got to be GWS. GWS right? ground. You've got yeah. their ins. Their forward line will be a lot more structured. They've also played poorly, yeah. so I think GWS will respond really well, especially knowing that Essen had a good game, so they know they're going to have to bring that pressure. I think Kelly's their best player. You bring back their best player. And that free, I think dynamic. it also frees up Coniglio. Yeah. It has to, because he's really struggled lately because there's been no real support up and yep. in there except for... Um, yeah, G- GWS much. are a much better team when they've got their full complement. They're just like any team out there. If you've got the... I remember, you remember running out when even you're in junior football? Oh, our best players out this week. Oh, I wonder how we're going to go. That's what goes through your head. It's it's a massive impact. Whether they they they'll say it's not at all, but it is. It's one hundred percent is. So yeah, unless your team is Adelaide and you just kind of get used to that every week. (laughs) Um, Next one, this one I think this will be a very interesting game, Chris. I know it doesn't seem like it. I think the Eagles are very 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 lucky. It's at Etihad. Yeah. Uh, Since when do Hawthorne play Etihad as their main ground? Um, then it's the only reason is obviously it's an interstate team and they're probably not going to draw a crowd. It's the only thing I can think. They've got a um, they must have a contract. Like I know, I know, um, 
Collingwood have a contract with Eddie Head saying they have to play a minimum of two home matches there. Right. Um, so maybe the same things with the Hawks. I'm not sure. If you're a Hawks fan, let us know. Um, yeah, it's it's a massive advantage for the Eagles to be playing at Eddie Head instead of the MCG. 100%. So now it will be a – I'm really looking forward to it because I think the structural battle is going to be I massive. actually think this will be a closer game. Yeah. Than, yeah, I think it'll be yeah. a very, very good game. I wouldn't be surprised if Hawks actually came up with an upset after their piss-poor effort last week. Yep. Uh, that being said, how do you, how do you turn down the, the Eagles based on the form that they're in? It's just stupid. And Redden, again, Chris, thanks for dropping that big boy <laughs> in draft. And uh, he's averaging like 100. Well, I mean, interesting. That, but the, look at the ins on the hook side. So you've got um, Frawley coming back in. So that's a massive in in defense. Amira, a massive in in the midfield. Um, Segler, so they're, they're, they're trying to uh, bolster yeah. their ruck division and then against the rest, Nick Nat. The rest are on their interchange, so there could be hit and miss there. But, yeah. uh, so they're all Sunday squads. But we have got two uh, confirmed outs in Warpool and Caden uh, Brand as well. And then um, doesn't look like there's any changes no, on the Eagles. Not Eagle really side. on the Eagles side, except for the interchange, which, you know, that could be. Be aware of a laid out for Elliot Yo. So I'm sweating on, uh, I really need oh. Murphy to play, like Lachlan Murphy. I oh, know, I'm not. Pros. I'm actually going to reverse my trades. And if you have done something similar, reverse it. Wait for Murphy to get named. If he gets named, then you have someone on field. Yeah. Happy days. If there's no one on field, I'm going to have to upgrade my, uh, and I'm going to have to set my defense straight up. Yeah, I think I'm screwed because I can't go one down, one up if that's the case because um, I, I I don't have Ed Phillips and I think he's a must-have rookie. So the right. only way I can get him in is to drop a midfielder or forward. I can't drop a defender and I want to go up one. So I, I, I can either go, I've got three players not playing. I've got Isaac Cummings, Sam Murray and, um, and Lachlan Murphy if he's dropped. So I kind of got to ride the gauntlet and just hope that Yo doesn't get laid out. Right. Whereas I got Rioli, who's uh, nice and primed at 288,000 and looking okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one, uh, Frio vs. North. Uh, very squads interesting. Squads as well? Yes. So, squads as well. But, looks like um, Stephen Hill comes back in. Looks like Stephen Hill's back in. Uh, I'm not too confident about, um, you know, Pierce, who generally is on their shit list anyway, and Sheridan. So look, nothing really relevant there. Uh, let's go. Crowd and out is a is an out is impacting for those who have him in, but yep. um, he's probably due to be traded out anyway. And so. uh, Luke Davis Uniaki is back for the uh, north side, but I think realistically should be out of everyone's sides there. Yeah. Um, no real special occasions except for the fact that um, Todd Goldstein's playing his two hundredth game. Yep. Uh, which will be uh, outshadowed by Cam McCarthy's fiftieth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who do you think wins that one? Is, do you think North can st- go over West and beat them on their main deck? Uh, I think you've got to go with the home side on that 50-50. Yeah, it, it, sa- it sounds crap. I think North are doing really well, but when it's 50-50 and they're both, they can both hit and miss on any stage, yep. I think Fremantle was so disappointing last week that they'll actually bounce back. North have just come from Longceston and then I have to go to Perth. Yep. I just don't see it. Yep. Um, but this will be probably the game around, I think, for me, Chris, Melbourne and Adelaide. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, uh, yeah, what if about Adelaide have their full complement midfielders? I'd tip Adelaide, but yeah, someone it up. the media was trying to beef it up, being like, "Oh, it's going to be this big rivalry." This, you know, they're trying to rip on Levar, being like, "Oh, get, you know, versing his old club." No one cares, and, and he's going to get ripped on by the fans and blah blah blah. I'm like, mate, it's at it's at To Stadium. Yeah, like, which fans are going to be yeah, there? Yeah, I was like, and then someone's like, oh, it's at Alice Springs. And I'm like, did you not just see what I said by like T.O. Stadium? Like, anyway. Yeah, it's, so it's, yeah, Alice Springs. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome game though. And this was, this takes me back, Chris, to a year ago, uh, Jaden Hunt doing the old big barrel torp. Oh, that huge that goal. Was, yeah, that was, yeah, fun. Yeah, that was yeah. the same game. Yeah. Same, they, same place. They, they lost that one as well, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that they did. Uh, I don't know who to tip in this game. Uh, based on Melbourne's form, I am, and the fact that it is actually away, like as in, in, in Alice Springs, I'm actually yep. tempted to, to back north, but in typical north fashion, 
They generally do crap again after after well no after a few good games. They yeah. just generally do crap. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they line up. So it's squads at the moment, but uh, obviously uh, Matt Crouch is actually named. Um, and on field. Uh, and, oh, and on field, yeah, is he? Yeah, uh, okay. following, yep. Yep. So that, that'll be interesting. So uh, who, who comes out? That's really what's going to frustrate me. Yep. Um, no obvious ins considering that they've been sitting as the emergencies for the last few weeks. Um, I wouldn't mind getting uh, Jeffy Garland a, a run. I think that his speed and pace getting in behind the defense of Adelaide could be a real asset. Well, this week. and I think I think Gala gets named. Um, it's in Alice Springs. Yeah. Okay. Fair Playing enough. in front of your your people. Yep. Uh, I think it's if they're gonna play if you're gonna play Gala in a game, you'd play him in the Alice Springs because he will thrive in that sort of local community sort of environment. I yep. think, uh, especially being indigenous, uh, I think he'll. I think I think they're gonna play Garlet yep. in that game. A small forward, he could kick a couple th- of impact goals. I think the I mean the the way that the games have typically gone, it's always a really hot game. So temperature wise, which means the ball's gonna be slippery. If that's the case, it could get out the back. So I think it might be uh, really good for a that sort of running forward that um that, that takes advantage of that. Yeah, so it'll be interesting the, to see. The only problem is that puts Spargo at risk. I feel Spargo, yeah, I, I think that he might be dropped this week. Yeah, so I'm with you. I think yeah. I think Garlet might come in for Spargo based on the location. Yeah. Um, if if it was, I think it was if it was in Melbourne, they might give Spargo another run just because they keep on winning. He's but actually playing pretty. He good, is, but so. when you're playing the Alice Springs, though, as if you're not going to put Garlet on the field. Yeah. Like I would. True. So. So that that you, uh, you'll get more fans there. That pretty much covers the the ins and outs. Hope you enjoyed that. Yes. Uh, let's quickly get through some of these Q and A's, Chris. I know we've covered a lot already. Yep. Um. Yes. So look, let's just get into that. Um, okay, so a few people are actually wondering why they went uh, Crouch over McRae three weeks ago, which is quite funny. Yeah. I feel... Um, so, well, I mean, we said th- uh, three weeks ago he hadn't pumped out... He had one 180 score. He hadn't pumped out subsequent 150 and 170 scores. So it was a flash-in-the-pan game. So I think we even said, you know, the better value at the time was Crouch. And at the time, with the information we had, that's the right call. Yes. Unfortunately, we didn't realise that Crouch would be rested the following week. Correct. Um, and he Bond would go one fifty, one seventy. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, like, look, it's hindsight's great, but I mean, you well, can Crouch, only use the information you've got. Well, that being said, the Crouch could still average more for the rest of the year. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, is Webster the real deal, Chris? Can you trust him? Oh, I one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm picking him up this week. I think he's one of the best PODs. Um, that you can get in the game right now. He's got a low break even still. He's going to go up a little bit more. He'll probably still hover around that price just just yeah. over the five hundred mark. And I think those that's had Savage are probably cursing the fact that Robertson went down. I think as well yeah, to create a bit did. of a role shift. Yeah. Um, I yep. th- so I uh, I definitely wholeheartedly support a Webster move. And Mark uh, Stones wants to know tomato or barbecue sauce. I said spuds like butter and milk. <laughs> uh, but look, I'm, barbecue uh, sauce, mate. You can't go tomato sauce. Sausage rolls, barbecue sauce. Uh, I'm a tomato sauce man. So, oh, we yeah, disagree I, I, again. I don't like the sweetness of the barbecue sauce. So Swizz wants to know, Buddy, Parker, or Lloyd? Lloyd. Um, so no, it depends on. Oh, so th- for this week, I assume. Um, I'm not on the Buddy train, but you or yeah, sort of, I, I am. Yep. Only because it looks good. So here's a great thing. So I've got uh, Parker on my list of uh, trade-in targets, and he is currently priced at 484k. Averaging just over a hundred in a patch of form that is quite good. Um, do you want to pull up Parker there? The old, uh, oh, you've got his. Do you oh, have his okay. details down there? Uh, break even a sixty four hundred eighty four k. Awesome. So he's obviously going to go up again. Yes. Um, 
I think he keep going. I like about Parker, but I think the thing with Parker is if he's going to be your last mid, is that or it's probably yeah. going to be your last mid. So, is he the mid eight? Is he the guy that's going to be the eighth averaging mid? Then maybe, yeah, go for it. I, I'm not sure. I think he might be just outside top ten at this stage now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Lincoln wants to know the best premium defense option. Uh, I'm assuming you obviously have um, Laird and Yo. Um, so I think it's a toss up between. You don't really know either way. So you got so not not many. It's Yo might not be that clear cut. If you don't have Yo and he gets uh, that, the problem is that you got to risk the laid out this week. If oh no, I just meant in general. Yeah, but if he's laid out for oh, sure. But okay. as far as premium options, I'm assuming you have those couple. I think it's really a, a blanket. You could go Webb, so you could go Howe, you could yeah. go Hurley, you could go Simpson or Lloyd. Uh, I think it's a toss up between them. Like they're all they all look like they're going to average between ninety to hundred anyway. So it depends on oh, which I think ones. Maybe ninety five to yeah, but early. as in, hundreds, as yeah. in, they're all looking like good options, but yeah. whether, yeah, it's a toss-up between which one will be correct. Well, you can't go Hurley. You, you just can't get... No, his break-even's too high. Yeah, so you got to wait until he... Well, he's, he's not named this week, is he? So, no, he's not. So, so he'll, he'll drop for the he'll bye, He'll come back next great. week, and then it'll be another two weeks before you pick him up. So that cancels him out. I'm on a, of the honest opinion that uh, buy-dependent at this stage, if, if you're um, playing for overall, if you're not, then... It's probably Webster versus Howe. Then I'm saying that with a question mark because I think Lloyd is also there too. I think those three will be the top three out of the, um, yeah, uh, Laird, Yo, and Hibbard. Because I, th- I still think that no, not Hibbard, um, Hurley, but you can't pick him up. So out of the, out of those, I think that the, that will round out the um, top six. Oh, Sicily as well, if you don't have Sicily. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, so the next one, Carl wants to know, is it worth bringing in Walters and Rocky, et cetera, to sit on the bench for loophole? Uh, so I'm assuming that, that he means oh, pushing yeah. him to like an M9. And I think it's worth, well, as in I got Billings, so Billings is crap, but he's so cheap that it's I don't actually get any value it of getting rid of him. So. It depends on how many trades you have at the end of the day. If you're... Yep. If you've got an abundance of trades and you've got enough to get a seven on your onto your pine, great. That could really uh, bode well for you. But the, the what doesn't bode well is if you spend those trades and then you run out of trades when you need them for injuries yep. later in the season. So um, it's a it's risk reward, but it can be a real reward if you've got enough trades. Um, if you're playing for overall, I don't think you can really afford to at this stage of the year. Right. I think it's a late year play if you've got the trades. So, cool. Right. Um, okay, so yeah, talking about trusting Rockliffe, which we've already kind of been to. Someone said Tim Kelly to Dusty is a good move to downgrade um, with Phillips in his bank. So basically, he wants he's looking at. I think it's a great move. Tim Kelly to Dusty Martin is like you're looking I don't at think like you can go wrong there. Well, it's about fifty k. Yeah, it's not even much, or maybe less. What's, Barely what's Kelly at? Four forty, four twenty. Yeah. I think he's about four forty, so he's only it's only about forty thousand dollars. I do think that Kelly would be a great hold, but if um, that if much, you've got no that, other option to upgrade for that much to go, if, if you don't have upgrade, Dusty already, for that much to go to, I think Dusty's had a poor form. I think he's about to bounce back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think if you, like you're talking about getting rid of a guy who, yeah, he might average ninety five for the rest of the year. You'll have some good games and then a poor game. Like you've seen, he's just dropped to 95 average. Yeah. So I think um, Dusty Martin, he's still averaging okay. He's had a good start with a poor follow-up, but I think he'll bounce back. I do as well. And uh, So my only concern would be trading Kelly early because um, I'm, I'm holding him through the buys regardless of his break-even. doesn't really matter. At this point, he's made enough cash. He's not going to lose you much more. Um, I, what I would say is that uh, if he's your M8, so if you're trading right now, if Kelly's your M8 and you're trading him straight to Dusty, great, because I think that's a great round out of your midfield. Um, so that's fine. I would support that. I'd also say that um, if 
you've got if you just need to go one down, one up, and yeah, you know, I know some teams are already at the point where they've got almost all maxed out. Then you can start filling out your midfield, and maybe that's a trade if you if you definitely don't want to hold Kelly. So I'm of the opinion that he'll probably come back and bounce back and score quite well. Um, others are a little bit different. So um, yeah, there we have it. Um, now rate these forward options in order, taking into account price and buy. Okay, so we've got oh, Buddy Walters, Westhoff, Voke, Darling, Gunston. Um, Jeez, I don't like that. Oh, that's tough. I'd say one in terms of... Oh, okay. It's interesting. I'd probably say one would be Darling this week if you can get him. But the problem is if you miss this week, then I don't think you can get yeah. him in for a, a, at least three, four weeks. And I think the problem with uh, Buddy and Walters is the, the buy's the same and they'll both be cheaper in a couple of weeks. Like Walters will be absolutely super yeah. cheap. This week, um, I, I, like, I like Walters out of the rest of them by far. To be honest, but he's it's too early to go on Walters, so I'd have to say that maybe uh maybe he's three or four in terms yeah. of my picking order. I'd still say Buddy's high up there, but I mean, Buddy's got the hurt factor. The, the thing about Buddy is if you're getting Buddy in, you're not really going to gain points because everyone has Buddy. Um, it's not a unique position to be in a in with Buddy, but it will save you if he does go big. So perhaps. If you want to have a, one, a, a, an incoming player that's going to save your points, Buddy could be that person. So then it doesn't matter if he spuds up or if he goes poor or if he drops in price because so many people have him that everyone's going to be in the same boat. It's like when Billings was going down, no, it didn't really affect many people's scores because like 30% of people had Billings. So um, so I'd go uh, one, what do we say there? One, Darling. Uh, two Buddy, three Walters, four Gunston, uh, Boke and Westhoff. Ugh. Yeah, I think they're about 50-50. I think the price of, of Westhoff puts me off. Boke's probably a better price, so I'd go five Boke and six Westhoff. And that's not saying anything bad about Westhoff. I just think I just can't see him holding his scoring for the rest of the year, personally. It's more of a personal That's thing. That's fair enough. He did like 89 with Ryder back in, but yeah. nothing crazy. Um, So Lou wants to know, he's super frustrated with Jacobs, which we've touched on. Yep. I was worth upgrading him to Grundy. Uh, I never thought I'd do that with a primo, but he's scoring so poor. Well, that's the problem when you try and set forget they're not primos. Yeah. Like, I'd as wait in, Rucks go up and down. I'll wait to the buy. Same as Goldstein. Like, as in, you're, you're picking you're, you're picking up your set and forget, hoping they'll become a, they're hoping they will stay a primo. Yep. There's no guarantee. So if he's averaging poorly, uh, sorry, but he's no longer a primo, get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, you're just coming up to the time of the year where you can start fixing your team. So one good strategy um, is to use the buyers, not only upgrade your team, but because you get three trades a week, you've got the luxury then to go, okay, well, on one of these trades, I'm going to go a sideways from a Jacobs to a Grundy. So that is an improvement on your team, but I wouldn't be going one down, one up this week. And one of those downs is, or one of those um, ups is Jacobs. I wouldn't be trading a premium up on a week where everyone else is getting a new premium in. Yeah. That's a bad idea. So, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it's, so, wait it's for the buyers bad. to wait sideways buyers. your billings. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, so, Mercer wants to know what medication we have started taking for autism. <laughs> um, and William wants to know uh, if Ben catches Chris, um, would that lead to the biggest ins and outs of round 10? Well, I think I've got a lot of chasing to do to catch Chris <laughs> at this point in time. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, look, you've done really well. So, look, uh, no problem with that. Um, Ridley seems, so we've already spoken about that, uh, trade in for everyone this week. I would not be trading him in this week at all. Ross, do I wait. think 
So do we think uh, Cruiser is a viable option in a few weeks? No, <laughs> I don't. I think that um, he had a bad preseason. He then got injured and then he's been nursed onto the field every single week. Um, he might have the occasional 120, but he's also going to have your occasional 70s. That's because he's not fit. He's just not fit. And they they just need him out there. That's all it is. The only reason why he's playing, they need him out there. If, if Carlton, uh, if, or if, if Matty Cruiser had his way, he would literally take four or five weeks off, get right, have a mini preseason, and then come back. But he can't afford to because they're getting pumped. Yep. Like, and they need him. So, So yeah, I would say no. And, like, you look at last year, Cruiser went on a massive heat through the middle of the ground, like, middle of the year. And we, you know, we both brought him in. Yep. And that's kind of like what you, with Grundy this year, he's just on a heater. And you kind of, sometimes you just got to bring in the guys in form. Yep. Um, interesting. So, uh, so yeah, Ross uh, Ridley uh, seems like a good trade, but I think, yeah, you wait for the Ridley. Um, Michael, so you got Fritz, Spargo, Murray, Finlayson, Murphy. What do we do? We'll wait to see who's named on that one. Uh, if you have um, Fritz, obviously keep. That's, uh, that's a no brainer. Spargo, if he's not playing, you just have to wait and hopefully he gets named next week. Otherwise, you kind of look around the buys for that one. Um, and with Murray and Finlayson, if you have both of those... Yeah, uh, if probably, you still have Murray and Finlayson, probably one down, go. one down, one up. Yeah. I think that's probably think the that's way you have to go. 100%. That's the lock. Uh, the problem is, who do you go down to if you've got those two? Because you can't really, unless you can swing something in there. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> just wanting to be a part of it, knowing that we're fine. <laughs> My girlfriend cool. just went and put a gif up on the uh, the thing, knowing that I would look at it, and I haven't spoken to her yet. <laughs> just wants to be a part of the crew. Oh, she's, she's just probably just wants your time back. A few just... seconds ago, yeah, bless. <laughs> well, mate, I'm doing, doing assignments, so it's a, it's a bit of a tough, rocky road at this point in time. But, um, you know, I'm like, but you got to keep the commitment, Chris. <laughs> And I mean the commitment to the Supercoach fans. Of course, that makes sense. Not the commitment to her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, we got some Twitter I'm like, well, there's a thousand people relying on me. You're just one woman. <laughs> I will never tell her you said that. Oh, <laughs> hopefully she doesn't listen. It's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. She won't listen to two hours to get to this. Um, right, okay. So let's just quickly move on to Twitter before we finish up. Uh, why did Carlton tag Hibbert, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> because Jed Lamb's a spud and he's got nothing uh, else to do. So They've got to give him a roll. And good old Seeker was probably thinking, you know what, Hibbert's back, guys. He's gotten a couple of 90s in a row. I mean, it's not like a big score, like 140. Yeah. Like he had his first game last year. Nice. And, um, okay, am I the only one not thinking of getting Buddy this week? Um, yeah, I'm not. So good good on you, 17. Good on 37. you. And I, I was thinking about it, but it's more just, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually just super worried about those like foot injuries and coming, and even the way that it was, well, we'll take a week to week. He could literally just not play this week. He could be a laid out this week. He could play not play next week. Like I'm not sold on him coming back and being the buddy of old. Even the buddy of old, think, think about this. He's not even in the top averages now for the for, for forwards based on that he had one really awesome game in round one and then just had five average games. Yeah, that's true. So. Uh, why is he he's not a must have I don't know because that's Franklin that's so tempting Chris people just are still hung up on that 180 that he had 180 he had in um, in round um, one. round one so yeah I don't know I don't know how you can do that but yeah yep Anyway, um, um, and also the last one uh, is Ridley a safish pick. I think we'd wait. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not Ridley's week. No, but a lot of people are looking at him to, to downgrade go early. to go money. Yeah. If you yeah. are going early, I'd probably almost suggest rice, rice over yep. Ridley. I was about to say I'd go rice yeah. first. And um, I rice. know that might be good for points, but it's what whatever. Well, and rice goes with everything, Chris. 
<laughs> it does. That's true. It does. Well, most things. But yeah, what do you what do you think keeps helps keep my hair up slick? <laughs> <laughs> when it crashes. Oh, but okay. yeah, he's talking about the um, maple syrup. Oh, yeah. I even put some in my hair to help keep it up, and no, I've too. had a rough day. Yeah, I do like that. Well done. Anyway, but check out the bird lips. I see what I did there. Supertubers reference. I'm doing cross referencing right now. <laughs> Um, now, just to finish off, we'll go through some captain choices. Do you have an idea of what you're wanting to do this week? Because you don't have McRae, hey? Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, set, snap. You set me up politely. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, Chris, I will take over here now. No. I even did the, the, the old what, scratch I, of the chin. I hope McRae goes 70 tomorrow. I swear to God. <laughs> he might, but then yeah, I've got a suitable captain choice if he does. Anyway, I'm actually thinking I'm tossing up between um, Dustin Martin as VC into a, a Dangerfield as a captain, yep. just because I think he's quite safe, or VCing um, Dangerfield, hoping he goes big so that I don't have to hope that Titch will actually back it up with a 120 yeah. safe score. Well, saying that I don't really like the Sunday games for the captain option, so you've got Gorn against um, Jacobs at, uh, Alice, Springs, at Alice Springs. Which, uh, I don't know. How, like I like Gorn, but I don't know how he'll go up there. Yeah. You know, it's a funny one. So, uh, anyway. Considering that they've got smacked every time that they've gone there and they're playing against Adelaide, I'm just not sold on him going big. I think he might go a 110, 120, but a 150 from him, I don't. Th- I think might yeah. be a bit of a stretch. So I'm thinking Danger into Titch or Dustin Martin into Dangerfield. Just because I think against Saints, they don't really apply that much pressure. And I think yep. Dusty could actually go off the leash and get a 140. Yeah. Uh, and I think Dangerfield will at least get a 120 against Carlton is my feeling. Yeah. I'm personally going uh, VC McRae, obviously... Uh, and probably Captain Danger at this point. Yeah. Um, Just because not many people own him as much as Titch. Yeah, well, I I don't like Titch against West West Coast with Hutchings. I think that he might go... I don't think he'll go too low. I don't think no. Hudgens is a real hard tag. He's not too hard, but I think he'll put enough pressure on that he'll get a 115 or something. Yeah, like, like a, a normal, a typical Titch yeah. game. You know, I don't think he's Safe, a 150 but not, game. not going to yeah. hurt you this week. So for for me, it's that. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'll probably lock in Dangerous Captain, but, you know, I'll, I'm expecting at least a 200 from uh, McRae this week. So we'll see how it happens, eh? Look, that sounds fair. And I think, um, <laughs> look, and whatever you're doing, whatever your trades are, please do let us know. Hopefully they work out for you more than mine did last week. Yep. And um, and and, uh, and the Holman trade, that still stings. Yes. Stings so apologies again for the later podcast this week. I hope that has helped. Well, with all the carnage going on, I think at least this is some good information that you can take to the bank and uh, hopefully help with your teams. Yeah. Uh, absolute anarchy. So, uh, look, hopefully we'll go around back to normal next week yeah and, we might even um, have some new players next week some exciting uh, exciting people well, I, don't know the it'll be, I don't think it'll be next week I think it'll be the week after I think Chris will we'll, we'll work it out we'll talk about yeah. it yeah alright cool but, um, some real big fantasy one of the guys actually uh, a couple of weeks ago was in the top 1000 I think for Supercoach which is awesome and uh, one of the other guys just loves his footy so we'll we'll work it out but um, yes so thanks again for sticking with us we are hit the, the two hour mark so I hope you have enjoyed the quality content and the round review as is yep. and uh Look, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, hashtag bless you, bless your footy team, bless your life, bless your missus, and bless your Viagra that you're taking right now. <laughs> okay. I've got a hard on. <laughs> right, enjoy. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Do the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the end is necessary Cause I'm never giving up See they ask me how I did it I just did it from the heart Crushing the competition Been doing it from the start They say that every champion Is all about his principles Carry I-